0: As the world's only personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA, ID Life provides its members with high-quality ingredients backed by pure science. It's science. Check out rockinthatidlife.com and speak with Dustin about how you can reach your goals today. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Center Eyes Brewery is a proud sponsor
1: of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit CenterEyesBrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome taproom. That's Centerized Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go Blues!
0: You can't trade Alex Steen. And Regina, or Regina if she were a town in Canada, uh, she responds with, why not Bennington?
2: real men you drink pumpkin beer get
0: ready to hear some noise tonight
3: hi there everyone i'm Haley Wickenheiser,
2: and this is let's go blues radio
0: this is eddie garcia from the fox sports radio network and co-host of the Punk podcast and you're listening to let's go blues radio hi guys this is erica weston with fox sports midwest and you're listening to my favorite st louis blues hockey podcast let's go blues radio You're just seconds away
3: from Let's Go Blues Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby.
0: Welcome to Season 9, Episode 44 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is the fully vaccinated, often imitated, but never duplicated, extremely complicated. We are the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by RockinThatIDLife.com, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. And by centericebrewery.com, St. Louis's first and only hockey themed brewery. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, July 14th, 2021. This is franchise episode number 310, all time. I'm your host, Jeff Ponder, and I'm joined by Bill Day and Kirk Price. For your listening pleasure, we'll be talking St. Louis Blues hockey for the next little while to interact with the show on social media we're on youtube facebook twitter instagram just do a search for us if you can listen to a podcast you can certainly search the internet have you checked out our discord server blues fans can talk with other blues fans with either text or voice chat the three hosts of the show will periodically be in there this summer especially when any news breaks for more info go to let's go blues.com slash discord uh, we're dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. If you haven't already done so, please just subscribe to the show. Smash the bell so you'll get notifications when we go live. Uh, I'll add uh, that uh, this is an episode that may be worth checking out video if you haven't yet. If you're a podcaster uh, and you're interested in possibly watching us for once, uh, what we're going to be doing in the second segment of the show uh, very well could be, and I guess the third second of the show, uh, very well could be um, worth watching uh, rather than just listening. I'm interested to see how this goes for podcasters. It might be cool. We'll find <laughs> out. This is something that is new territory, I think, for so, many hockey podcasts, not just Let's Go Blues Radio.
1: So what you're saying, the the, the video of the show is finally worth
0: watching. This finally. Show. One time. If you're ever going to watch one show, Make it be this one. We'll see how it goes.
1: Or if it completely just crashes taking. and
0: burns. We do like to experiment on the show. Right, Bill? crashes and burns.
2: Yeah, we are experimentating tonight.
0: Yes, we do like to experiment. Um, Before we get into uh, anything at the top of the show, I made a big boo-boo last week. I mentioned that uh, there would be an update on uh, uh, Bill's dog, Sheldon. Uh, and I never let mm. Bill speak to that, so I am a terrible host. I will be caned later tonight. But Bill, please go ahead and uh, tell us what's going on with Sheldon. You'll be Patrick caned later tonight. Yes. Oh, that sounds even worse. It, yes. It it, it, <laughs> it is. Means you'll be it you'll is. be you'll be roofied, is what <laughs> roofied and beat up in a cab. <laughs> exactly.
2: Um. No. Um. So Sheldon. Sheldon is. You know. Uh, doing amazing he's actually i don't know if i he's can't really we see, can see him, him but he's sleep here on the couch and you can see his ass but his ass.
0: he's That's he a nice is ass. A good dog ass yeah
2: skinny very skinny and bony <laughs> um but uh no he's he's uh in some of the best shape that he has been in Uh, in several years, um, you know, for, for, you know, those who don't know, um, we, we adopted him, um, and we knew like he was diagnosed with epilepsy before we adopted him. So we knew he had some health issues and, you know, we've been managing the epilepsy. And then, um, about three, three or four weeks ago, um, craziness out of the blue, he just kind of collapsed, and uh, wasn't walking on his own and we uh, were afraid we were about to lose him and uh, came up, uh, you know, a couple days in the hospital. We talked about that. Um, and uh, now he's diagnosed with Addison's disease, um, which is a highly treatable thing. And since we started him on the treatments, um, which is basically steroids, uh, he is a brand new dog. He is he. Uh, He's got full control of his motor skills, which, you know, had kind of been deteriorating um, with all the medicine we were giving him for the seizures. So uh, he's in great shape and uh, he is uh, just, you know, back to back to how he was when he was uh, like a three or four year old and he's seven now. So that's
1: uh, uh, fantastic. Full use of motor skills, uh, which is more than we can say about Jeff. Right. True. That's true. Yes.
2: yes. All right, and for anybody, yeah, anybody that has seen Jeff skate, you know, it, it, it's, you, know
0: uh, you know what? You bring this up. up
2: every once in a while. You
0: bring this up. I I did something last night in my ice game that I have not done ever, and I was very impressed. And I know I'm going to start trying to pull it out more often, and I'm going to look stupid. I did a spinorama last night. What? I've never done a spinorama before. I was coming in on the wing on the power play, and a guy was coming, uh, let's see, to my left. I'm a lefty. And so I with the backhand, and I was just going to, like, like turn my back to him and stop and then pivot back the other way. But then I thought, you know what? Just, yeah, let's just go all the way Keep around, going. and I did Keep it. Going. And I even said, as I'm carrying the puck, I'm like, oh, my God, I just did a spinorama. And, <laughs> and like, I came in on goal, and I got a shot. on. Goal. It was actually a, a very nice save by the goalie. Uh, But yeah, I broke away from the defender. I came back to the bench and I'm like, guys, please tell me you saw that I actually did a spinorama. It was like the, the it, greatest moment of my adult hockey life. I didn't even score it, on the goal. I was just happy. I pulled it off.
1: It took like seven seconds, but you did it.
0: That's what I said. I was like, it was a, it was probably a slow motion spinorama, but spinorama nonetheless. I saw. Yeah, okay. I, I tried to show uh, my wife. I tried to show my wife what a spinorama was. She's a soccer player, so she calls it something else—the maldonado or something. Somebody's going to yell at me for not getting that right. Macha Machado. No, that's not it. Um. Machado. Anyway, <laughs> it's Baseball. named after a player from the '70s. I can't remember his name. Um, but uh, I think she said Barcelona, maybe or Argentina. Anyway, doesn't matter. So I tried to explain it to her, and so I pulled up the first Spinorama video I could find, and the first one was uh, Zdeno Chara doing one, actually, and it was super slow. You know, he's a big dude, and I said, that was actually probably the speed I did it at, because that's not a very fast Spinorama. <laughs> uh,
2: the only way you can demonstrate, like, using YouTube, I, I assume it's got to be out there. I mean, it is known as the Savardian spinorama. Yep, and that's,
0: that's what I pulled up. Yeah, yeah, after I showed her the Charo one, I had to pull up. I'm like, you got to see a real one.
2: Yeah, yeah I was for, I was very you know, happy. Being, that's that's awesome, and <laughs> congrats for having the balls to do it and immensely. Did you get lit yeah. up later in the game? <laughs>
0: yeah, right. No, I should have been. I <laughs> was like, waiting for it. <laughs> it's like uh,
1: it's like trying to do the uh, the Michigan. You know,
0: I I skated by after the the goalie gloved the puck and and smothered it um i looked at the defender i went by and i just go man i'm really sorry to pull that move out and he just he just kind of gave me a funny look and i go i swear i've never done that before that's why i was so excited (laughs) he finally started laughing we're like okay all right well i'll give you that one and i'm like thank you (laughs) Mm. yep uh well gentlemen uh let's get into you know kurt we didn't get anything from you how was how was your past week
1: uh my past week was very eventful actually. Uh, we had uh uh I mentioned before I coached my daughter's softball team and we uh we had it was a it was a learning year. Half the team they were new to the, new to softball. They hadn't played before. So it was an instructional year basically and we finished last, which was fine. But they played they it was it was great seeing them get better and better and better as the season went on. And the first playoff game we won actually uh and it was handily. They played great. And the uh, second game was against a powerhouse O'Fallon team, which uh, is big city. You know, O'Fallon, well, Illinois. Illinois. Illinois, yeah, big city, big town. Uh, our our town that we're in is small. I don't even know why they're in our in our league. Uh, they got like fifteen girls. We got like nine. So it's the it's anyway. Uh, damn near beat them. We we, we had a ten to three lead at one point and a fourteen to ten lead in the last inning, and they scored five uh, in the. Bottom half of the, uh, the last inning, uh, the last three with two outs and the winning run was a play at the plate where they slid under the tag. And it oh. was just like, I could, I couldn't believe how great, uh, my girls played on. They were, they were, they did so good. I was so proud of them, uh, for, for taking that team down to the wire and darn, you're knocking them off. Um, that's awesome. And, and my daughter and I at time. We went to watch the championship, uh, against, uh, two O'Fallon teams. The two O'Fallon teams met each other, uh, the two powerhouse teams and, uh, and the team that beat us beat them. So they won the championship. Okay. So we so you lost to the uh, championship. Mean, we did and barely, and we really could have, should have won. We had a play, we had the lead. Uh, third strike was a strikeout on the third out uh, in the bottom of the last inning, and the ball got away. So the runner got to first base, couldn't throw him out, and uh, so we were that close to winning. Oh, it was it was it was it was rough, but uh, the great, great 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 season because they they did so well. They got so much better and I learned a lot. So it was fun. I had a blast. Something,
0: something to build on for next season.
1: Yeah, it was fun.
0: That's awesome. Well, congrats to the girls. That's great, and I'm sure Zoe yep. was the all star. So
1: she she did very well this season, and she actually uh, ends up loving softball. So it's that's fun. Good. That's awesome. Yep.
0: So our uh, let's move on to the beers of the episode. Official beers. Remember, you can follow us each on the Untapped app. Untapped's is a great app. With, again, not a sponsor of the show, but we love it. We use it all the time. Kurt's at c Price Twelve. Uh, myself can be found at J ninety four. Bill is at Billy Blue Note 33. Uh, let's start off with Mr. Price. What are you drinking tonight?
1: I'm drinking uh, Naughty Pretzel Beer from O'Fallon Brewery. This is O'Fallon, Missouri. Um, yeah, uh, I, I was talking uh, off air about uh, pretzel beers. I, I haven't had a pretzel beer I disliked. I have liked like every one. I really do like pretzel beers. They're good. That one's really good. Yeah, it is good. The first time I had it was at the Belleville mm. beer, some beer fest in Belleville at the square. Uh, uh, for like a year out, over COVID, I think. Um, it was outdoors, uh, but it was, it was good. It was, it was, uh, oh, it was delicious. So I had to buy a bottle when I found it. I bought it six pack when I found it. It's good stuff. Old Fallon Brewery, Naughty Pretzel Beer,
2: Bill. <clears throat> I am going with uh, another local beer, a different beer um, Perennial Artisan Ales, Shake the Frost Session Coffee Stout. Um, so, you yeah, know, my coffee stouts are my wheelhouse, and I uh, haven't had one on the show in a while. Picked this up at Randall's uh, a week or so ago, and uh, yeah, it's... For Coffee Stout, it's um, it's only 5% ABV, so, you know, theoretically, I could pound a couple of these during this show, but you know, probably not going I to. think
0: you should. Just do it. Do it right now. Let's watch. No <laughs> or We'll hold the show up. Do it now.
1: Just shotgun it. Just shotgun it. Just come on. Just poke, a, poke a hole in the bottom yeah. of the glass.
0: <laughs> yeah that would be perfect glass hold shards on, that'll on, make you real manly.
1: yeah, yeah it's fine yeah. the alcohol will go. seal right. will, will 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 disinfect the wound yeah
2: exactly you keep keep a knife handy right, there you right go. Just, yeah yeah it's not working okay.
0: i like it it's
1: just, not working. just slam it on your head and open it yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm also going with the, as we always seem to, we're going with the local breweries here. I'm going with the localist of the breweries. I don't know if that really makes sense, but it's, it's Anheuser-Busch. So clearly this is the one everybody knows from St. Louis. Shock Top, uh, one of my favorite, honestly, just one of my favorite beers. Uh, don't really have it much on the show. I don't normally have it in the house. I Usually that's my beer of choice when I go out, but uh that's, that's decided to pick some up. I think it's a good some good stuff. Always love missing so, Shock Top.
1: Show that show that label again. I want to, that's a new label. Yeah, yeah I don't uh, I don't like it. Yeah much it is the old
0: one. Yeah it's, uh, still solid. I I mean still it's, the it's same just, logo.
1: The same logo but different uh, graphics around it, just different looks graphics plain. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yep. And,
1: yeah, and quite honestly,
2: you know, Kurt's thinking the whole time that's just not Bud Light Orange.
0: It's true. I almost, I, it was, I, it, I was making my choice between Shock Top or Bud Light Orange. And I went with Shock Top only because they had a uh, 18 pack as opposed to the 12 pack of the Bud Light Orange. So I was like, all right, I'll get the 18 pack. That's the only reason. Otherwise, I think I would have gotten Bud Light Orange just for you, Kurt.
1: I was going to say, that'd be the first Bud Light Orange appearance on this show that was not mine.
0: Yeah, almost did it. Uh, by the way, I also want to point out I'm drinking out of my great Duff glass, uh, Duff beer. We all love it. It looks like an eight ounce It's small. Like, it's like eight ounces. It's Actually, like it smaller. fit the whole beer. Well, it fit It fit my okay. whole shack top. Yeah, it's it's okay. it's it's rounder, I think, yep. you than you're used to. Why Yeah. A little <laughs> wider. Yeah, I guess I should have said wider. So That's
1: yeah. a girthier mug than the to. It's a girthier
0: mug. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's um, not the length, so, it's the girth. It's always the girth, baby. That's what I always say. <laughs> That's what, that's what uh so say. today today in blues history uh for uh july 14th 2021 uh the only thing we have is i'm gonna guess two of the three hosts of this show were drunk two years ago celebrating a championship
1: yeah <clears throat> well i mean it eh, wasn't drunk it had been about a month over a month so uh wasn't still drunk but uh, still very happy no, I was saying I was still, probably
0: uh, going out and getting drunk still actively, <laughs>
1: actively smiling just randomly because of it. You know, just
0: yep. You walk yeah. You're
1: walking down the hallway in your house. and You're like,
0: ah, we're cup champions. Yep. <laughs> just smile. So I've got fun. a uh, a mix that I have. Uh, it's just a, a mix I listen to before um, I play hockey. And like I said, I played last night and Gloria. I forgot to put Gloria on there. So that came on right as I'm pulling into the parking lot. and I'm like, I got to listen to the whole thing. Damn it. Gotta listen to it. Too much nostalgia. Yep. Speaking of nostalgia, big show today, guys. We're going to be getting into hmm. a new segment that we're calling Mystery Hockey Theater. This is our kind of our test run, so we'll see how well it goes. I mean, we'll you know this could suck, and we may say let's never do it again. But I think we're going to have fun with it either way, fellas. So looking hmm. forward to that. Uh, we will be uh, getting into that here in a minute. Let me uh, talk as I forgot to put up. The there it is. Okay, let me get that up. Check. All right. Yep, I'm ready to go. So we are. Uh, we'll be back with you in just a minute with Mystery Hockey Theater after a word from our friends at RockinThatIDLife dot com. Hey you, yeah you. Put that energy drink down. Don't you know that common energy drinks contain high levels of caffeine and other harmful ingredients that can lead to increased blood pressure and heart rhythm disturbances? Finding that energy you need for everyday activities doesn't need to put your health at risk. ID Life's energy formula doesn't use artificial ingredients or a massive dose of caffeine. Energy's caffeine levels are released slowly over time, allowing for longer periods of energy without crash, not to mention keeping your heart safe. Energy also includes neurotransmitters for mood, focus, memory, and cognitive function. ID Life also added antioxidants associated with brain health for no reason besides perfection. With rockin'thIDLife.com, you can get an energy boost and leave the heart risk behind. Text Dustin at 636-393-8745 or visit rockin'thatidlife.com and throw those gas station energy drinks in the garbage. That's 636-393-8745 and rockin'thIDLife.com and tell Dustin that let's go blues radio sent you. Gonna win. Well, guys, we have uh, got the game going here in the background. First of all, how's the audio levels? You guys think we're good? That's good.
3: Good. I can hear I it, great. but it's not good. Yeah,
0: yep, that's I all that matters. But we can, we, we got our power, National so. Hockey Night theme from ESPN, which hopefully we'll be making a return this upcoming season. Uh, but, yes. yeah, we are back with our special game commentary section we're calling Mystery Hockey Theater. Today, we take a peek back at the 1999 Western Conference quarterfinal, game seven, between the Blues and the Phoenix Coyotes. I think we got some time here, guys, before the game actually starts, as we got the pregame rolling on here. We got a couple uh, chat comments. Jesse Hill says, Hey, everyone. Hey, Jesse. F117 Nighthawk, friend we haven't heard from in uh, the live chat in a while, says, Do it. Don't judge a beer by its cover. Uh, I'm not sure which one she's talking about, but awesome. Uh, F when I saw it, it says I'm drinking avalanche amber ale. Probably a bad choice for this show. Yeah, come on, Nighthawk. What are you doing? I mean, at least drink like a Phoenix style beer. I don't, even, don't know. I can't think of a brewery out there. But come on. That's, that's totally wrong. She's in Colorado. Yeah, but what does that do with the show? You're drinking the wrong beer. Oh, well, that's that's okay. okay. We still love you. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just joshing. So as you can hear, we got Gary Thorne and Bill Clement on the call. I want to go over a couple notes on this game for those of you who might be too young or maybe you want a little refresher. First of all, we're not going to go through the entire game. Uh, We've got to cut up a little bit, um, and we're going to hit the the important notes. So uh, Blues versus Coyotes, 1999, Game 7, Western Conference quarterfinal. This was the four versus five matchup, and uh, Phoenix held the four spot. Uh, so this, uh, the Blues won game one in Phoenix. Then they lost the next three games, each by one goal. Uh, the Blues then won game five and six. And that put them at three, uh, three games apiece for game seven, obviously. Only two games were won by more than one goal. And, uh, that was, uh, one game was actually a uh, empty net goal. That was game one. Uh, <laughs> Scott Pellerin scored that one. Uh, game six was a five three win by, by the Blues.
1: Do you see that uh, that headline? That headline they they the, showed on screen there of the paper, the headline for the day: uh, Coyotes must win versus Blues to stay alive in playoffs. You think it's game yeah. seven? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, sure. there's there's nowhere else to go. If you, you know, if you lose, you go home. And they're already,
0: uh, they're already kind of talking here, uh, so we'll go ahead and mention uh, Coyote's coach, after losing uh, the two games against the Blues, uh, he coached Jim Schoenfeld, who did not coach the NHL again, but has done a great job of commentary. He guaranteed victory here. And uh, right here in this, as I'm talking over him, I remember him saying he did that to, to take the pressure off the players. He wanted the pressure on him, which, looking back, I think that's a pretty solid coaching move. I like that.
1: Uh, I I I love that stuff, and and, and I guess we'll talk about what Fury said because that, that's that counter to that was you know he basically guaranteed a shutout, so that, that I you know I you can't mention Schoenfeld's name without having another donut, right?
0: Yes, right. of course.
2: No, that that is that is his all time best quote. Have another donut, you fat pig.
0: <laughs> fat pig.
1: <laughs> I love that so much.
0: Uh, Kaharski, right? Yeah. yep. yep I, I, it think, was, uh, I think it was Kaharski, Kaharski refed this game, actually. Uh, Let me look here. <laughs> Hang on. You,
1: you pushed me. Oh, I didn't push you. Have another donut, you fat pig.
0: He, no, uh, and, it was not and, Kaharski. And, Bill and, McCreary, and, she, and I can't read okay. the other name, but it's not Kaharski. And,
1: in Schoenfeld's defense, I'm I watching the video of where uh, Koharski alleges he was shoved. I don't think Schoenfeld shoved him. It was just a, I don't think that was the case at all, but, you know, whatever.
0: Uh, so, uh, leading scorers heading into this game for each team. Al McKinnis had a really nice showing. Three goals and six assists in this series. Led the Blues, actually led the series with nine points. Uh, Phoenix's Dallas Drake. Four goals and three assists for seven points led the Coyotes. Obviously, he played on the wing with Jeremy Ronick and uh, Keith Kachuk in this game. Um, the Coyotes going into this game, the Coyotes-Jets, uh, Winnipeg Jets franchise had lost nine consecutive playoff series and were 0-4 in Game 7s. Blues were 5-6 and all-time heading into this game, uh, Game 7s. And let's go ahead and talk about Jeremy Ronick who you're seeing there if you're watching the video. Ronick missed the first six games of the series. Looks like a place kicker in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three fractures. That, he had three yeah. fractures to his jaw. He came back 19 days after undergoing surgery to repair the jaw, and 20 days after he'd suffered a fractured right mm. elbow. He was hit with an elbow uh, by Darian Hatcher, which actually f- Kurt shared the the video with us before. And oh man,
1: I thought he fractured his thumb.
0: Uh, after, I don't know, I, like I didn't tw- see, but I know that I, I read the game notes and that was in there. He had fractured uh, his thumb the game before.
1: I saw an article, uh, 20 days after, well, after a fractured thumb, I thought, either way. Um, but yeah, I, I remember, uh, anticipating, you know, when I heard Ronick was playing in this game, uh, and uh, the, the, the contraption that he, the, the, uh, uh, saw-like contraption he had from the movie. Uh, on his face, uh, almost like you know, jigsaw has got to like, oh, wait you got to like decode something to get this thing off his head, or it's going to eat him alive. Uh, but I remember anticipating his play and thinking, uh, oh man, how's he going to play, and him being largely ineffective in this game. I mean, I, we'll see, you know, from from the, what we're going to watch, but uh, from what I remember, I don't remember him doing a whole lot in this game. He
0: was he had some moments, but yeah, I remember him getting. Uh, I don't know if I have it in in here or not in in the cut up. But I remember him taking a big hit from, I think it was Blair Atchernum. And and it was like, uh-oh. But he, he popped right back up and kept playing. I'm like, that's going to hurt tomorrow because I'm sure he jawed his, you know, kind of screwed up his jaw a little bit, falling to the ice. But, you know, hockey players, man, they just keep going. Uh, real quick, uh, Grant, Grant Fjord is, uh, is featured here. I want to go ahead and say he comes into the game with 89 total playoff wins, which at the time was second only to Patrick Wah, who I think had had 106 at that point.
1: Uh, more of that girl in the YouTube chat says, you guys need the lights behind you to create the uh, uh, Mr. Science Theater silhouettes. Uh, yeah, you know, budget constraints and all, I guess. Yes. But we, we do have at the bottom of the video there the silhouettes uh, altered to reflect hockey fans, which I guess is kind of hard to see because of ESPN 2's bottom line. That kind of yeah. blackens that out a little bit. Maybe it'll change later, but uh, we we tried.
0: It looks good. It looks good. Kurt uh, is the one who's in charge of the graphics there, so uh, very nice job with that. Kurt looks great. Thank you.
1: Uh, trust me, it, uh, it it looked it would look uh, ten times better if the ESPN two bottom line was not there.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I I can't do anything about that. I'll call ESPN and bitch to him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thirty yes. years ago you
2: posted this. <laughs> and maybe we could switch feeds midway through this game.
0: That might happen, <laughs> folks. Do. Stay tuned. And,
1: <laughs> right. And I guess we did, did we mention this was, uh, I was like daydreaming earlier, did we mention this was courtesy of uh, of Bill? Uh, no. Of the, the so, game?
0: so again, for those that don't know, on my YouTube channel, jponder 94 I upload old Blues games, all my old games that I recorded as a kid, plus others. Have and you have theirs. permission, right? You, you got permission I, for that? I actually thing? did. I got permission from the go. NHL. I tried getting permission from uh, the Olympic Committee, and they said absolutely not. <laughs> so I'm not allowed to post
1: Olympic yeah. videos. Why would you want to promote
0: hockey and Olympics and what? Even exactly. though there's probably
1: a shit ton of uh, Olympic hockey videos on YouTube, whatever.
0: Uh, I don't know <laughs> if there are. I've never actually looked.
1: I well, uh, there's somewhere because I've watched. I've watched, I actually, yeah. There, there's. I, I do believe like the Summit series is on there or something. Canada, Russia? The Summit, I don't know. The
0: summit Series wasn't yeah, Olympic. Yeah, but that's, so. not, that's not Olympic, though. Like, yeah. You're right. Okay, I'll say, I've got one of yeah. the – well, Bill. Bill's another – oh, again, so as we were saying, this game's courtesy Bill Day. He gave me a bunch of his old VHS tapes. Hmm. Um, no softcore porn on this one, uh, hmm. but <laughs> yeah. it's a shame. One of the few. One of the few, <laughs> um, but yeah, we uh, and this was one of the games, and then uh, yeah, one of the games from the I think it was from the Summit Series. You you gave me too it was in there, so that's also posted up on YouTube.
1: Yeah, uh, in the YouTube chat, uh, Jason Miller says one thing I have to ask is how in the hell we used to watch hockey before HD. LOL. Yeah. I know, right? I mean, trying to make out players' names. I and mean, granted, this is a VHS tape; it's old. So the quality has been degraded a little bit from that. Uh, but still, yeah, tube television before HD uh, wasn't a whole lot better than this.
0: No, it wasn't. Um, but you can see the whiteout going in Phoenix. Do they still do that? Because that was oh, yeah. carried over from Winnipeg tradition.
1: Yeah, they do. Uh, so they, they still say? do it in Phoenix. Yeah. Winnipeg does. Why don't know w- Winnipeg sure, does? I'm saying, I'm I'm saying this Phoenix. Pretty sure Phoenix in Arizona does, yes, yes, yes.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, when they they made it, um, they I'm pretty sure I recall seeing it. But yeah, it, it, it's weird though right now because you know Winnipeg's back and you know the rightful owners of of the whole deal. But they certainly went all in um, doing the whiteout thing. I mean, they should... The pregame, you know, there were a couple of guys with uh, mind faces. That that's just weird.
1: That <laughs> you're going all in, yeah. So, talking that? uh, uh, Pearson behind the net, yeah.
0: we're about yeah, that was Pearson. Yeah, we're uh, 16 25 oh, like into Young. the first period, and uh, I was just going to comment on how underrated of a player I feel like Scott Young was his entire career. I was just going to say that.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. great player
0: in Quebec, great player in St. Louis. Uh, you know he's put up good numbers.
1: Yeah, and I I would say he's, he was underappreciated here, uh, almost made fun of at times uh, amongst uh, like uh, at the time discussion forum circles. This is kind of before social media. Uh, but yeah, the, like uh, the sports talk and things. Uh, Scott Young, almost like a, I mean he was very productive. It was almost like people were like, "How is he doing this? How is he this yeah. productive?" It's Scott Young, you know. It was like a, it was like a, almost like a slam while they complimented him.
2: Forty
0: goal scorer Scott Young.
2: Yeah, he was good. Right. I I mean, he was he was the premier right winger for the Blues after the Brett Hull era. So it's it no matter what, it's going to feel like a downgrade even though he was a damn good productive player. Especially, you know, when, you know, him lined up with Terjon, just they were so good together. And yeah. Definitely agree. Totally underappreciated.
0: Jamie Rivers man, right, is on the ice right now. Right there, man. Al McKinnis. That shows you the the points that guy had in the series. He just carried the puck in, wound up and boom, just shoots it on net and it's just that guy, man, when he was determined, he you couldn't stop him. He was unbelievable. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and you know, and you really, I mean, you can see so much so much of a difference in the philosophy of hockey, you know, be- Watching this to compare to what we're seeing now because nowadays the defenseman would carry that in and then set up shop, right? They're not going to try yep. to shoot. McKinnis, you, you, no coach would ever tell McKinnis, "Don't shoot the damn puck," Ooh. right? And you know, Shea Weber has Shea uh, Weber in the news tonight. Um, probably, uh, probably not going to play next year, um, but he's he's arguably one of the hardest shooters in the game probably the best shooter since mcannis from a right-handed shot perspective he's you know he doesn't even have license to come in and just let it go right there's so much emphasis on possession um that you want to get in there and make sure you at least get a second chance and this game you're not going to see that
1: yeah Uh, er Arizona <laughs> or Phoenix at the time. Uh, they, I think this season they kind of struggled uh, in the goal scoring department. I think they were, I know the stats somewhere like uh, 17th in the league in goals scored. I think what yeah. they excelled was goals against uh, with Javi Bullen in net. Uh, they were like eighth in the league in goals against. And yeah, that, Javi that kind Bullen of,
0: was great. And they uh they yeah. had some good defensemen too. I think Keith Carney was on that team. He played well. J.J. Daniel Gerald Didick. Yeah, yeah, they all played. That, they were that, great. Yeah.
1: That kind of, that kind of, re- that kind of showed itself in this series, in this game, uh, going scoreless. You know, it was a, it was a defensive showdown. Uh, Javi Bullen played great. Fuhrer played great. I know when we had Fuhrer on our show, uh, was a couple of seasons ago, uh, last, last summer. Last summer, uh, before COVID. COVID makes it feel COVID. like
0: it was about 10 years ago. <laughs> it was the summer before COVID.
1: But yeah, and he talked about how great Hobby Bullen was, uh, in this series and in particular in this game.
0: Yeah, and, and again, I don't know if we really went over it so far yet, but, I mean, this is part of Grant Fuhr lore in this game. Told the Blues, just give me one. Just give me one. That's all I need. And, right. I mean, well, we've, me the, we've yeah. confirmed me game, that story with, with Fjord himself. Yeah. Give me the game seven and score a goal, basically is what yeah. he said. We confirmed that with Fjord, confirmed it with backup goalie, Jamie McLennan. That is a very real conversation he told his players. And, you know, obviously you can see here he's already – had some great moments here in this game.
1: Yeah, because you said you looked for it, uh, that 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 quote online. You couldn't find it. No. There's a great save mm-hmm. by Hobby
0: Bullen on uh, Prager yeah. from the point.
2: Yeah, it, with uh, the redirect in front. Very reminiscent of uh, the final play of this game. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what the Blues, Man. you can tell in this game. I, I'm re-watching a little bit that I have uh, when I posted it. The Blues really did seem to emphasize shots from the point, get guys in front and try to deflect. And right there, I mean, that makes you think, if only they had a guy like Keith Kachuk. And he's on the other side of the ice right here. You know, he ends up joining the Blues, obviously, but that's the type of player the team, I think, needed at this point. Jeff Kortnoll was great at it. Pavel Dimitro was still a rising star. But I think you miss that one player that could stand in front of the net and cause havoc like that.
1: Yeah, you know, watching, watching games with uh, old games with Chris Pronger in it, uh, it's just you. you uh, it, it just makes you mad that yeah he was he was traded away for stupid reasons. Uh, yeah, it's like God. It's
0: yeah, just you I mean, look at the core of this team. This, this is. Yeah, nice. And remember, folks, this is the next season. They won the President's Trophy. The year after that, I still will say. I'm if not the best team, the second best team the Blues have ever put together in 2001, the core of that team is here, and you can see it. I mean, the way they control the puck, the way that they forecheck, the way that they just, I mean, constant control. There's just, you can't get the pucks off their sticks. It's crazy. Yeah. And Grant Fiore in goal, uh, I mean, he's not in his prime here, but he's still playing great at this point in his life. You know what though
1: he had his best numbers uh, stats wise goals against wise and save percentage wise with the blues I so should was, uh, oh I mean, that's
0: I didn't realize that would cut off real quick I want to point yeah. out to literally our podcasters we have jumped to 5 minutes remaining in the first period so it's still 0-0 zero, zero. Nice sorry Kurt you were saying
1: What was I saying? Grant Fuhr <laughs> putting up Grant good numbers Fjord. Oh yeah, yeah. He had. Yeah. Uh, I mean, his numbers. If you look at, if you look up, you know, Hockey Reference, his entire career, his best goals against average was St. Louis. His best save percentage was St. Louis. Um, he, I mean, he played on a much better defensive team than. I mean, Edmonton was amazing teams, but uh, you know, Blues were, had a better defense than say, Edmonton ever did. I think so, you could he, argue he th- the Blues. He here.
0: The Blues, probably th- that defense they had in this time frame matches any defense ever in the NHL with Pronger and McInnes back there. Plus, yeah, it, you know, a couple of years later, you had Bryce Salvador, who was a great Jeff defensive Finley. defenseman. Jeff Finley, Jamie Alexander Rivers. Havanov, Vladimir, <laughs> well, Cheba fucking Turkin. Well, I mean, okay,
1: you got the pillars. You got you got Pronger and you got McInnes, uh, which did not play together. They So you had, basically, you either had Pronger or McInnes on the ice at one time rarely right. on the ice was Pronger and McInnes not on the ice, which was big because both of them could control the ice, especially Pronger, uh, control the play. So, uh yeah, but, I mean, and you had Rivers out there, too. You had Finley out there. I like think Finley was uh, McInnes' partner, right? And then yeah. uh, who was Pronger's? Was it Rivers?
0: At this point, was it was Pronger? Pearson.
1: Pearson, that's right. Yeah.
0: But this was his last really, season as a Blue. Who
1: was Rivers prepared with here?
0: Rivers is with, uh, who's the other defenseman? Uh, hang was on, let me look. But no, no with, McAlpine. Uh, Chris McAlpine. Yeah, Finley with, right. uh, Mc- McInnes.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, Finley, McInnis. I tried to find the exact line so I could say that before the game started, but couldn't find them anywhere. But, yeah, it's Finley, McInnis, uh, Pronger, and uh, who did we say?
2: Rivers. And, and Pearson. Rivers, McAlpine.
0: Rivers and McAlpine. Right, right,
2: yeah. right. right, right. And, and the biggest save in this game. From a Blues perspective, came from Jamie Rivers. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: Yeah, and we'll get yeah. to that. that. That's that's in this clip, so we'll see it. Uh, yeah, right. Wasn't that I overtime?
2: I thought it was right at the end of regulation.
0: Oh yeah, I think it was. I think you're right. Yeah, and that's in. Looking forward to that. So we'll see it. Yep.
1: Uh oh, Dimitra. Spoiler alert. Oh man.
2: Spoiler alert.
0: It's so Blues uh, have the Dimitra power play Young. here. We. Blues have the power play here 3:30 left in the first period. Dmitri Young 0-0 and That's awesome. Yeah. Dmitri Young, Turjan, Pronger and McInnis. How about that? That's Holy fantastic. shit. That is yeah. a
1: great great power play line.
0: All those guys can shoot and even Turjan, but Turjan can feed every one of them from anywhere on the ice.
1: You know, uh did did uh, my cousin Jeff uh build did he ever tell you this that when the Blues cuz he hated the Blues. He was not a Blues fan at all. Uh, yep. And when the Blues right acquired, oh, oh, off the post, right? Pipe.
0: Yeah, pipe. Jeff Cornell hit the post. Cornell hit the post on on the power play uh, with three minutes left in the first. Uh,
1: when the Blues acquired Turgeon, he was ticked because he thought, "There it is, that's the piece they need." Yeah, so he was very yeah, complimentary um, to Turgeon.
2: Yeah, no, I, I mean Turgeon. I, I, again, you know, at the time we, you know, we we appreciated him a lot, but I think not enough. Like he he was another one of these guys that was just so underappreciated. And I think my favorite thing about him is that you know, where the goalies wanted to take a practice off, he had his own set of goalie gear and he would dress out as a goalie. And you know, that, you know who I heard
0: else who you else one of my used to favorite do that. Things. Another uh, Canadian's tie-in. I hear uh, Mark Bergevin did that a couple times too oh. when he was with the Blues. Oh. Yeah, that's <sighs> oh, all right, off those the, Nike right off I, the I those inside spots. post mm. as uh, Cortnall's in the slot and just, oh, the one lucky yep. thing that Javi Bullen needed in that game. That's the one that time he it. needed
1: some luck. In the slot on the edge of mm. the circle, a one-timer from the corner and just, yeah, off that near post. And he had I guess yeah. he had those, those the Nike glove era. Uh, I had those gloves. Oh yeah. I had those, Nike I loved stick. Those things. I went I, you know what stick. The, the Nike stuff was good. It was comfortable. It was just it was just rebranded Bauer, right? But it was it was basically
4: good.
0: Yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, I think they they used some baseball influence uh in terms of like feel and and how it fit. But yeah, it was basically rebranded Bauer.
1: Those Nike gloves I had were some of the most comfortable gloves. Had a pair of Easton's too back in the when the Easton gloves first became a thing with the huge oh, knuckles. I,
0: I get made fun of on my, <laughs> ice team, on my ice hockey team because my ice hockey skates are still Easton's. I'm like, dude, the Easton skates are the best. I love those things.
1: I had a pair of Easton's They never fit me right. I, uh, I I had missions for a long time. Switched to uh, uh, Easton's and they didn't fit me right. Sent them back and got the missions again. Missions to me, it's for me personally. Uh, felt the best on my feet. Comfy. Comfortable ride out of the box.
0: Hey, just so you guys know, on Friday the Red Wings and Avalanche play the West Semifinals Game One, <laughs> and the East Semifinals the Penguins and the Maple Leafs. So make sure you're I'm gonna guess in for the Leafs, that on ESPN. I guess the Leafs didn't go very far. Uh, let me think. This year '99, their last series win was 0-2, I think. I, I right Let's see. Uh, I they, go ahead and look it up.
1: Oh, they did. They went to the they went to the final, the conference final.
0: That's yeah, right. Lost to Buffalo. Lost yep. to Buffalo that year. So I, I stand. And Buffalo ended up uh, going to the final with uh, Dallas. That was the year Dallas. Spoiler so... alert,
1: because the Blues are playing oh, this Dallas
0: after this game. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Maybe that was the next year. Maybe I was lying. Bring <laughs> on Brett Hall. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert for something that says 1999 in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: watching it now. Well, you know, we may have, have some young in the audience that uh, may not have. Uh, uh, you know, maybe a newer fan may not know who won in 99.
0: So I but, see in you the know. YouTube chat here, uh, Jason Miller, friend, crappy goalie says, Nikki Q. Bibulin. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, there was a lot of different variations that we used to hear of his name. My one friend, Sean, who's listening to the show from time to time. So I hope he's listening tonight. Uh, he used to call him quabulin. And I loved that. I don't know why. So every time I see hobby Bullin, I think quabulin.
1: <laughs>
3: Ooh.
1: Ooh. There's a, a big team. save oh, by
0: Fjord yeah. on
1: Kachuk. Yeah, yeah, Keith Kachuk Keith when Kachuk. he was with the uh, Coyotes before he came to the Blues.
0: Yep. Yeah, we're about to see it on replay here, folks. But yeah, it's uh, he was right where he makes his money, right there uh, in the, uh, the, the, the the kind of the side of the slot on the left faceoff circle, and uh, Grant Fjord comes up big.
1: What? The, who are the officials in this game?
0: It was and, uh,
1: and um, uh, Terry Gregson.
0: That's what it was. Yeah,
1: man. Terry Gregson looked old when he was young. <laughs> he looked. Like yeah, he had that. Yeah, he definitely face. has
0: the Gene Hackman effect. <laughs> yeah, and,
2: and he looked. He looked like Mister Magoo. And oh, Steve, Mick Magoo was a ref in the NHL. It's it always fucked me yeah. up. Yeah, right? so funny.
0: Oh shit! That was a shitty... I got,
2: should he hang on the replay?
0: I've got the uh, scratches here. I, I should I should read these off. So the scratches for both teams for the St. Louis Blues: Brad Shaw, Tony Twist, Tyson Nash, Jochen Hest, pa- Pascal Rayom, and Scott Pellerin, which I believe Pellerin was hurt is the reason he didn't play. Yeah, because he was having right. a big series before that.
2: Was Hesh, um, yeah.
0: uh, Hesh was young. Line, is that why you guys right. Hesh was yeah. a rookie, I believe. Yeah, I was gonna say, year. yeah, that's why he didn't play. Oh here's the hit. Oh here's it Oh just, here it is right here. The, yeah the oh, hit yeah, the hatcher. hatcher the hatcher hit on Ronick that caused uh, Ronick to have the broken jaw. In, elbow right, right to the it's fucking just, face.
2: Right. And just, nothing did, wrong with leaving both of your feet to deliver Yeah, deliver no, that hit.
0: When you're six foot five. Because
1: the elbow was down. <laughs> right. The elbow was down. Six foot
2: yeah. five and three oh five.
1: There's there's a that video on YouTube that I, I like shared dude. with you guys, he was, uh, that showed, uh, he after was that a, hit, showed Ronick wiggling his. Like, he grabbed his tooth and started moving his jaw, and his one side of his jaw was moving independent from the other because it was broken, yeah. completely broken.
0: But not just cracked, not just not just fractured <laughs> or cracked.
1: It was broken. It was d- detached from the other side of his jaw. You know, you know what I love gross. about the Blues
0: at this point uh, is is we just saw a play where they they skate in with three forwards, and there was always one defenseman trailing the play. And that was every break-in. There was four guys coming in. And when you have guys like Pronger and McKinnis, and even, to a certain extent, Jamie Rivers and even Ricard Pearson, who, like, joined the play, you could get away with that because you got another defenseman back there who can stop a two-on-one. And they they did that all the time, and that's a Quinville system. You saw it a little bit with the Blackhawks there, even later in in his career of coaching, which he's still coaching, obviously. But, yeah, I I love that about this Blues team.
1: Kachuk Kachuk gives uh, a whack.
0: After yeah. The what save. a shock! And
1: then make uh, making a whack up a on target. goalie. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, uh, yeah, and then Scott Young and Kachuk are going to at it. Of course, Kachuk's going to go with Young. Kachuk, yeah, for, for being a big guy, Kachuk was not a
0: tough guy. Right. No, I remember him getting his ass kicked a couple times. Oh yeah. Was... Oh yeah. He's not a fighter yeah.
1: at all. Brendan Shanahan. Anyone? Yeah. Anyone?
0: Anyone? yeah. Shanahan. Yep. Shanahan destroyed him. Yeah.
1: Mm. Oh, like, it's such good, it's such. I mean, mm. this was an era of fun goaltending, and this was this was this is a fun game to watch if you. Well, this is what
0: they call the puck dead or the the dead puck era, which I loved. I loved this era of hockey. and this yeah. is some I mean, of the best.
2: The this is a great all the hooking and holding that you could get away with during this time frame. You water ski behind a guy and not get called?
1: <laughs> I remember I remember using a water ski and, and hooking a guy from behind and literally pulling myself up to the guy who has a, a yep. couple steps on me and, and then getting getting even and almost hauling him down. No call. You could get away yep. with so much with your stick. It's crazy.
0: So we're at mm. the end of the first period here. 30 seconds left on the clock, still 0-0. Uh, and, uh, Mike Mike oh, Mike <laughs> Eastwood. Yeah, there's Mike <laughs> Eastwood in the corner. Do uh, you know who on that He's,
1: Mike He's Eastwood. On the ice? He's on the ice and there's not a face-off? Why is he out there? <laughs> That's he, a great point. He was, he was great at faceoffs, and that was about it. <laughs> one season, I think he had about 15 goals. That was, that was, that was the gist of his time. I remember right.
0: him and Michael who were always really good on the penalty kill together. Other than that, it was face-offs, yeah, and that was all PK he was doing for. and faceoffs, right. Yeah, yep. He
1: always, he always seemed to, to skate goofy, like he, like he's skating uh, with his uh, knees buckled a little bit. Yeah, Odd. yeah he did. Like it wasn't a great skater. No score after the first period, losing Coyotes.
0: Western quarterfinals, game seven. Yeah, I, I think so far, guys, we've been able to at least comment and, and make this fun, hopefully for people. We're about to see some highlights here uh, from the ESPN crew. A uh, lot of physical stuff. Shane Doan, Jeff Cortnall going at it pronger and uh, i think that was rick tocket a uh, lot of physical stuff going but guys we are uh we are up against a break so we are going to be taking a break here for our friends over at uh, center ice brewery center ice brewery is
1: st louis's only hockey themed brew house stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey inspired beers such as old arena lager the beauty ipa their rotating pale ale series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game or any game. Visit centereyesbrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the taproom. Centereyes Brewery.
0: Let's go, Blues. Please drink responsibly. So we are back, and I want to go ahead and mention here we are jumping to four minutes remaining in the third period. So again, we are at a 0 0 score. And Bill, what's that? We have changed broadcasts. This is Channel 11, I believe. And, yeah. Well, we know it's Ken Wilson, but I believe it's Bruce Affleck also on the call. I think you're
1: right. And you can see the bottom. Yep. You can see the Mystery Science Theater uh, parody uh, back, uh, back, uh, the bottom part there. It shows up better with the no bottom third, uh, bottom uh, the bottom line on uh, Channel the bottom over. ticker. Yeah. Yeah, the ticker.
0: So yeah, this. Uh, so yeah. I will go ahead and tell everybody that we've got the uh, Channel 11 broadcast uh, until the end of this period, and then it switches back to ESPN. So you could think. I said you could think Bill, but Bill said you could probably think his dad for the uh, the switch.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So again, this sure I was, this
0: I was working
2: ahead. this evening and uh, relied on the parental units to record the game for me.
0: Ah, and well, so we are we wound up multiple broadcasts. We're at three minutes left in the third period. And obviously, there's a lot in this game that's happened. Uh, there's a couple of recaps I think coming up. You'll see, but I mean, for the most part, it's been hits. It's been goalie saves. I mean you can put this up for both goalies. You know, Hobby Boland won, fa- uh, won a Stanley Cup in 2004, uh, and obviously Grant Fior had some great years in Edmonton, but I think you can put this game right up there with any of their best games ever played. Both goalies, uh, at the end of this game, both goalies faced 35 shots, and they both look phenomenal on almost every one of them.
1: Yeah, I guess this is something uh, we have to look forward to uh as far as the league going back to ESPN next season. I mean, now we're on Channel 11 right now, but uh, the rest of this game will be on ESPN 2, the feed from there. So I, I think – and I really do hope they go back to their uh, music yeah, that they used to I use. I agree,
2: yeah. uh, They better. Yeah, they, they teased that. They teased that when, when the announcement was made last year that, you know, you know ESPN Plus is going to broadcast a ton of games next year. Um, You know, the, the big question that remains is how many games will they bring out Gary Thorne to
0: do? I would love it. <laughs> oh, I'd love it. He said he's, he's retired. coming back.
1: Yeah, he's retired, isn't he?
0: I know uh, he was doing Orioles games. I
2: know he did
1: baseball. Yeah, he, I thought he was retired.
2: Yeah. Maybe not. I think they can talk him out, talk him into one game, and I would imagine that he would come back to do a winner. Oh, class. Look at that play.
0: How is that not a, a penalty? penalty? Oh, it is a penalty. No, it was offside. I was offside. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, Blair and pulled down at center ice with, uh, you know, under about two minutes left. They're not calling that. They don't call that today, mm. I think. I think that's a questionable call now.
1: Let me see. Oh, that's got to be called yeah. today. Yeah. That's called today. You think it's yeah. yeah. called today? It probably uh, I is. Know. That's bad. That's just. He had the puck. And it's a, yeah. it, I mean, they're coming down two on two. I mean, you know, it's out in the open, too. You can't miss it. Good look yeah. at Chris
0: Pronger, uh, somebody who, I mean, I just still marvel at. I still, like, uh, I think here we're going to see some overtime here, spoiler alert. And, um, yeah, no, um, and I know, crazy. And I just remember a couple times I was watching this, uh, as again, when I was getting this posted on YouTube, and I just marvel at the way he controls the game. And that is still why I say he's the greatest blue of all time because the way he controlled the game, he just would get the puck and he would work it at his pace. And that's what I loved about him.
2: Not afraid to wield the stick to make sure people didn't get too, uh, uh, too antsy with him in, uh, in his part, you know, in his zone. I just love that about him. A lot of people uh, are critical of, uh, Colton Pareko because that element is lacking in his game.
0: Well, um, a big everybody wants problem. to make
2: that comparison because yeah. of the size.
0: But. Yeah, that's the problem. People make the comparison because of the size, and it's just he skates. That's, he that's skates skates not like fair.
1: He skates like I mean, I, he's probably a faster skater than Pronger was, but the way he moves on the ice is is similar. Yeah. I made that comment when I first saw him in training camp uh, before he made the team. Uh, I go out there and he's he like, "God, he's huge." Reminds me a Pronger. Oh. And then, Big oh, save such a on, I uh, think that was Less
0: Dimitra. A
2: yeah, Dimitra, no, uh, Young, right? Dimitra took the shot. Bartechko was in for yep. the
0: rebound, and uh, Tevo Newman had cleared it.
1: Less than a minute to go in the game, no, the third period.
0: Yep, 38 seconds but left yeah. in the third period, still 0-0. And yeah, Jeff Finley's
2: and- out there. The
0: <laughs> 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 of course he is. McKittis taking Finley. a bomb from fucking center ice. I love well, it. it well, it worked
1: on Osgood. Why not do it, Yep. You know? That was a great goal. That's you know what? If we had won that game, we lost that game. Yeah, but, we ended up losing uh, in overtime. The the but McKinnis scoring from the red line on Osgood less than a minute to go to tie the game in a fucking playoff game. That's yeah. insane. And then uh and then and then after it goes in, Courtney all with his arms in the air just glides by Osgood. You can see him like lean over and say something to Osgood. I would love to get I would love to get now on the show to ask him what he said to Osgood as he went by. Yep.
0: So at the end of the uh, third period, we have now switched back to the ESPN feed. Uh, It is still 0-0, and we are going to overtime. So quite some good hockey played from both sides. Uh, I've got the stats here. So heading into OT. Oh, God, I can't do math. Uh, There was – let's just – Let's just say third Oops. period. Uh, we've got uh, Blues had seven shots, Coyotes 13. And, uh, yeah, going into this, uh, going into overtime, uh, Grant Fior with 30 saves. So he's uh, he's obviously dialed in and playing some good hockey. And we're looking at a save here from Hobby Bullen just as good. Yeah, I mean, was, they, they would save the save Numenate. on each
1: other. Is that Newman? Yeah. 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 Even even if Newman Hello, doesn't get Numenate. and Francisco's what yeah even if Newman doesn't uh, check Bartesko there, Bartesko has a tough chance. It's like in an yeah, awkward geez. position. He's like in a, he's like got his blade turned over on, toe on the batman. ice. And, yeah, and he's yeah. got a really difficult little chip chance there. It's,
0: yeah, that's tough. You see some uh, highlights here from the whole game uh, from the ESPN footage. Um, and again, just uh, a lot Pronger, of hits. God, I love it. stronger screaming at the ref. <laughs> it's good God, stuff. I love
1: it so much. Yeah. That just that 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 anger devil in his face that he just. Fear that you saw just by looking at him. He's so we have off.
0: jumped to five minutes into overtime. So, uh, here we are again, 0-0 Blues and Coyotes, uh, 1999, game seven, Western quarterfinals. Number 21, there's Patrick Berglund, right? <laughs> Jamal Mayer's rookie year. Yeah, look at Jamal that. Jamal Mayer's.
2: Oh. Someone Greg Adams is Adams. now
0: down, writhing in pain on the ice. The uh, the trainer is coming Boy, out. The,
1: the trainer's got there in a hurry. Holy cow.
0: That was quick. That guy knows how to run on ice like Billy Joel. Anybody?
1: Yeah. Oh, he's bleeding. Mm-hmm. I thought he was, I thought it was uh, faking. He's
0: bleeding. <laughs> Billy Joel song. Not funny. It's okay. Yeah. Running on ice? <laughs> no, it's not funny. <laughs> Running Make on ice.
2: your Billy Joel references. So play. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I, yeah, I'd like to see a replay got a of this. Cut guy. on his face. I can't remember what happens here, so we will take a closer look. Uh, I think Rick it was a Cockett, skate.
1: Uh, arguing with McCurry, trying to tell him yeah. what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's was what it, it was. Was it a skate? It was is a, it?
0: It was Jamal Mayor's skate? Jamal yeah, Mayer's... yeah, it comes up here. And oh gets yeah. Him right in the face. Oh
2: god. He's
0: he's reaching for the puck, and his skate just there comes up and gets him right in the face.
1: Is yeah, yeah, the skate his, comes backwards. Backwards kick up. Yeah. And oh, and the. Back end of the blade, right in yeah. nose. Oh, oh that's, God.
0: that's brutal. I think it was Adams, that is Greg young. Adams. Oh, I'm sorry, Adams. Yeah. yeah, Adams. Golly, yeah, that's rough. Yeah,
2: and, right. and I oh. guarantee you, later that night, John Butchergrass said, "But he came back. He's tough. He's a hockey player." He's a hockey yeah. player. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You see this stuff, and then he, he's going to get stitched up, and he'll come back, and then later on, he has to you know, embrace the loss as well. So he's got that on his face to deal with, end, and he lost the game too. All
0: right, so let's let's, is, let's go ahead and ask this more, question. So we, obviously, this is before social media, and we all know who the winner is, so let's exclude who scores the winner here. Uh, if there was a butchy overtime challenge, who are you picking from each team to win this game?
1: <sighs> well, I mean, McKinnis is the... Right, no. I was gonna say Young. McKinnis is the point leader for the Blues in the series, so you could say him. Uh,
2: Dimitra.
0: Man. I think I would have said Demitra and Kachuk. That would have been yeah, nice. I, I,
2: I think I would have gone with Baronek because of, you know coming back the from the injury first game. Yeah, that
0: would
1: have been a fun pick.
3: Although I don't know, yeah. Keith
2: Carney. Keith Carney. You Keith know, Carney would have been a good one. Smells like cabbage. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: another great John Butchergrass reference. And, yes, and it is. And it's sad that Keith Carney is retired now.
0: Maybe he's got like a nephew or a, a kid coming up. That'd be awesome. Could be, could be.
2: We just want to watch the game now, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting sucked in into the game. Yeah, exactly. I dialed in, man.
0: We got 13:40 left here in the uh, in over overt- first overtime.
1: Enthralled is the right word.
0: You get sucked in. You just want to watch because you just. Yep. I don't know. it's another thing with this era of hockey too. It's just fun to watch. So we've jumped into nine minutes remaining in OT. You've got to shoot
3: You've got to. Right I'm sorry,
0: nine minutes into the, uh, OT. So 11 minutes. Uh, the 11 minute mark. 11:04 is how much is left yeah. in the game.
1: I, I love being reminded that in overtime in the playoffs there are no TV timeouts. Yeah. It's the so best the, part. no commercial no commercials, except for the uh, was it midway? Look at, they do one. Look at the battle there by Kachuk. Yeah, Kachuk. the ice. Back yeah, then they, they didn't the even do that. No, not then they didn't. But I'm saying now yeah. they scrape the ice. That's the now only commercial you get. Yeah, it's the only commercial you get, and I love it because overtime you think, oh, periods typically last 45 minutes. Nah. Overtime playoff uh, period is my last half hour, 35 minutes.
0: And uh, I want to point yeah. out to everybody listening live right now, let us know what you think about this. If this is something you, you're actually having fun, you're enjoying watching the game with us, and then podcasters later as well, <laughs> let us know. So if, if you enjoy this, we'll do it again. We'll pick another good game from Blues past.
1: Jason Miller says, uh, yeah, guys, shut up so we can watch,
0: LOL. <laughs> I'm trying to Sorry. listen to the song. <laughs> I mean, try yeah. the <laughs> trying to listen to the fucking song. Yeah, <laughs> this battle here from Kachuk. I mean, not a great shot on goal, but I mean, just the the drive he has to try and get that puck in. That's why I was so excited when the Blues acquired him two years later. Yeah, and you know, you
2: you talked about needing that guy to go to the front of the net. And and we acquired him, and then you know you get the one full season with McKinnis before, you know he winds up missing a lot of time with that eye injury, you know just pretty pretty sad timing-wise. But
0: yeah, agreed. Yerki Lume. there's another good defenseman for the Coyotes. Mm. I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of pressure from the Blues in overtime. Just
1: I mean, Phoenix has had a, had some chances, but they've been kind of on the rush. The Blues have been the team that have seemed to have had the set-up camp, you know, in the offensive zone. Oh, and then a giveaway. turns the puck over. <laughs> 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 Proger turns Rare the puck over right at
3: the blue line. Nice.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah, and then Sports Talk Radio, Proger fucking sucks. Get him off the ice.
2: Yep. <laughs> Still Can remember I go into games not long after uh Pronger was acquired and you know yelling and shit like hit him with your purse and you know, yeah just I just how it how it took so long for for people to get over the Shanahan trade
1: yeah, but you know what even I don't think a lot of fans ever did uh, they, they you'd go to no. games well into when he was one like arguably the best defenseman in the game and you'd hear shit, people yelling shit in the, in the stands against him. It was just absurd.
0: Oh. Look at Pavel Demetri I mean, again, this, oh, that, guy, Th- that this... guy was so good at just finding open space. He That's would Portesco just again. he would just skate in. Well, there's Michelle Picard there, too.
2: Yeah, um, I, I was going to say. Mm. Great hands, Michelle terrible fighting. speed. Yeah.
1: This is, I mean, uh, this is, this watching this and little little scrambles the, the the loose puck plays where you're you're diving for a puck and you you just can't get a handle on it and guys are sliding in the way uh and heart stopping stuff around the net makes me nervous now i know who won
0: got some mic'd up moments here <laughs> are you kidding <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding, <laughs> <laughs> you, kidding? <laughs> are you kidding me is that Drake?
1: That was Drake, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, I think it was. Drake was yeah, racing. that was always the mouthiest player on the oh, ice. Oh, my that God. Drake. That was a great
1: defensive Yeah, that was
2: Bartechko
1: with a wraparound. Bartechko and uh, who's the defenseman there? I can't make it out. Um,
2: uh, he was sliding
1: back. I think he might have got that. But
2: saved. J.J. Daniel, Daniel, former Canadian, former blue at this point. Didn't that who scored in
1: uh, on uh, uh, Kelly Rudy um, in the uh, the uh, illegal stick game in overtime? Uh, was it? Oh, Reagan? Desjardins. That was Eric Desjardins. Desjardins. Desjardins, Yeah, I knew it was a, yeah. a hat trick for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: one of my all-time favorite defensemen until he got yeah. traded into Philadelphia and then couldn't stand him. <laughs> Yeah, Jason Miller just said he likes Fear getting a stick up to protect himself. And that, I mean, that was the instinct, right? The goalies knew in overtime in a playoff game, somebody's going to try to come get you. And uh, you, know, you don't see that much these days. Um, but yeah, Fear had been around quite a while at this point. And he knew what was coming.
0: By the way, I uh, should have asked you guys. is anybody have on the uh, the Facebook chat? I have not even looked. I,
1: I I am. I was. I'm looking at. Uh, Jason yeah. Miller uh, said uh, just got here and ready to go. Should be fun. Uh, that was a while back.
0: Oh well, that was yeah. Now he's in the YouTube but, chat, so we're good. Right. All the cool kids are
2: in the YouTube chat today. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, that's right. Rico Pearson.
2: Rico Pearson.
0: <laughs> Does he play a big moment? Reminds me of young Tito Landrum. Uh, hey, let I, me ask you guys Conroy a man. trivia question, because I did not remember this. Who's the backup goalie for the Coyotes right here?
4: Bill, no. Mm.
0: I don't know. Um,
2: this is 99. Sean Burke. <laughs> no.
0: Although Sean Burke is a solid answer. One of my favorite all-time goalies, yeah. to be honest.
2: Yeah. Um, Jeff Hackett?
0: No, sir. Kurt, would you mm. like to venture a guess?
1: Mm. I'm drawing a blank on who it could be.
0: Russian. Does that help? Fellow Russian. Mm. Fellow
2: Russian in 99. 99.
0: I think Ooh. eventually played for the Anaheim ducks or maybe he already did at this point I can't remember but I know he was a duck at some point um not for Skalov.
2: it was way yo, too early for first Gallup.
0: maybe I'm wrong on in, that let me let me in, check in this game yeah oh
1: see I was thinking like maybe a wait but he's not rushing
0: yeah yeah no, Jimmy wait
2: Jimmy wait would be a good one
0: uh, yeah, he was a duck. Yeah, he was a duck, an oiler, and a coyote, and a panther. Mikhail oh. stalenkov Okay, mm. yeah. Um, uh,
2: that, that, is, that is a deep cut kind of name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah,
0: I wouldn't have got that. I, would, I couldn't have pulled that name on the fire.
3: Yeah,
0: I, uh, I... Yeah, that was one. that's one of my favorite hockey names of all time. So when I saw he was back up here, I was like, oh, Whoa. all right. Good chance there. Oh. Terry, Terry Yake, who I am going to go ahead Terry and Yake. tease to you all, future friend of the show for Let's Go Blues Radio, Terry Yake. Oh, that's offside. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, isn't that funny how you are like you yell at the TV? That's offside. Call it. Yep. Thank you.
0: You. Oh, I yell that on the up. I yell that on the bench when I'm <laughs> oh, playing yeah. hockey. I yell that at the ref like our team went offside, and I just go, "That's offside." And I go, "Wait a minute, shush, <laughs> shut up." <laughs>
1: While we're teasing stuff, we could say that uh, we are scheduled to be on the Puck Stories podcast. That's uh, right. Uh, yeah, August, uh, first week in August, where we're going to, yeah, uh, we're going to reminisce about uh, the '95 '96 season.
0: And for those that so, don't know what Puck Stories is, it's uh, it's basically drunk history for hockey. Right. So they're literally going to make us get drunk, and we're going to recap the '95-'96 season.
1: And they'll ask us questions, and yeah, so it'll be it'll be fun. That's the season where we acquired Gretzky, and that was yep. the Irsman, the matchup against the Red Wings, the fantastic series, the double overtime.
2: Uh, I'm just I'm just going to so go ahead and going say now. To be crying there's going to be. Crap. <laughs> no, guarantee. you know what
0: there's going to be? There's going to be so many, how many times we should count how many times we we all say, fuck Kiprios. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. That, I mean, there you've got that guarantee. And then, you know, the, uh, uh, the there's Eisenhower. a lot of stuff but, that happened. I mean, a lot I, of stuff that, that, that
1: season, that series, that playoff. Yeah. I,
2: I remember a, a friend that I, I haven't kept, uh, kept in great touch with, uh, You know, once once we got all grown up and stuff, um, that game seven against the Wings, um, hanging out with uh, her and a few other people um, at you know a friend of a friend's house that turned out to be now I think it's it is uh, it's a mansion in. O'Fallon, Illinois, that is now a restaurant or was a restaurant. At this point, they might have knocked it down for all I know. But watch the game there and just, you know, we caught up by email after the Blues won and I relayed to her what a terrible you know, how long it took me to get over that moment of the Iserman goal. And it took yeah. the Blues winning the cup to do it. So I'm sure that's something we will talk about.
0: Jason uh, Miller, the, uh, I've never been more depressed than after the 95-96 season. And I think we can yeah. all agree that. Yeah,
1: I I, I mean, I'm with you. I, they, they just put a stat on the screen. Uh, Pronger, uh, up to this point in the game, has played 43 minutes.
0: It's ridiculous. I mean, that's over. The dude that's was over just half, a machine, half, yeah. and he's he's he doesn't. I mean, no, no. We've uh, we've seen players do that now. Even Justin Falk had a game where he was playing half the game or more. Wait,
1: wait Why is Demetrius still playing
0: without his helmet? He's got to get off the ice. Yeah,
2: uh, forty three minutes <laughs> is not now. Forty
0: three minutes is
1: over half the game. Uh, if this overtime is complete, there was seven minutes left in this overtime. When that stat went right. up. So he played, he played well over half the game so far. It's
0: crazy. Well, you got to figure at this time, and that's what I loved about Joel Quinville, was it was, if Pronger wasn't on the ice, McKinnis was. It was all, at this point in the game, one yeah. of them was on the ice at all times. And that's, that's how you win Stanley Cups. And that's why this team should have at some point with Quinville's coach.
1: They had the goaltending, they had the defense. They had the, They had it. They had enough. And like we've talked about before, you, they just didn't have the intangibles, the the luck factor. They didn't get the bounces. Uh, they didn't get that big play needed in a very tight series. They just didn't come together for this team. And and then it happens. And you've got to be lucky uh, to advance all the way to the cup at some point. And they just, they you know these teams, the Quinblower teams just couldn't get that that luck, that bounce when they needed it.
2: The mm. Blair scratching him. You know One of the best nicknames. He <laughs> <hurt. That's laughs>
0: I think he might disagree. Oh yeah, this is. Uh, I think he he took a he took a puck. I think to the chest or something here, and he's down. I mean, this is Keith Carney here. Another another coyote uh, getting hurt in this game.
1: He also is a bleeding, bloody nose. Yeah, not nothing new.
0: Yeah, that's
2: that's from the scratch and omit. Yep.
1: Yeah, and then, and he's got no Ooh. incentive to get up because I mean they could just rest, you know, They get some rest. Yeah,
2: and and if you notice there in that that brief flyby the the, the kind of distant shot of uh, the Coyotes bench with uh, Dallas Drake there, a Stan Neshkash. There it is. Stan wow.
0: nestcash. Stan Nescash.
2: Oh, One of the weirdest he...
0: spellings. How do you get nestcash right. out of that?
2: Great. Right. It's
0: N-E-C-K-A-R. nestcash.
4: Right.
2: That, you know, that shows you how much he had played. They sent him out, hey, Carney's injured. You're going to need to go warm up.
0: Yeah. Man. <laughs> like he's a relief pitcher. Right. <laughs> Get out there and skate around. You might actually see some ice time. He's not. How do you spell that? N E C K A R? Are you. Oh my. Okay. Do you want to know how much ice time Stan Neskash had in this game? This is according to hockey reference 27 seconds. Yeah. Literally played 27 seconds in this game. So one
1: shift. One shift. Half of a shift. Yeah, how do you get cast out of that spelling? My God,
0: it doesn't make any sense.
1: That's Necker. It's <laughs> <laughs> Necker. Yeah, that's Necker. So it's five minutes left in the overtime. So we're we're getting close to a big moment here. This is yeah, that's coming. This is good stuff. Yep. Because it does not go into two overtimes. It does Although, not. Uh, for a while, you're thinking, oh, maybe it will. Although yeah, I remember at this chances- point,
0: watching this game, I'm like. Neither goalie is going to give up a goal. It's just not going to well, happen. Know, We're going to be playing you know, this game the, in
1: two years. Usually, usually, uh, overtime start off with a lot of chances, and then things calm down a little bit nowadays uh, where you don't get maybe as much later. But this whole period has been like, you know, chance, chance, chance.
0: Yep. And like then you this, see Pierre Tourjean like just mm. trying to his best, his damnedest to get the puck to the middle. And both, I think that was courtnell and Young just crashing the net, hoping to get something. Right. It is some, stronger, making something. his home run pass. There, yeah,
1: awesome. There is something, like we talked about, there is something just. Oh, two on one. Yeah.
0: Oh, big save. Big what save. Nikolai Hobby Boland. Blue Boss Bartetsko banging his stick. Banging bang his show. stick on the boards. Friend of the show was Bartechko, you're right.
1: Barteco on a two one with uh, should have Hansuz. ended it there. Hansus to Bartechko. Oh my god.
0: And Nikolai Hobby Bolin just standing strong. I mean, he was uh, the, the unbelievable. That pass was
1: perfect. Across over the down stick of the defenseman, and all alone, one timer just He
0: had to lift that pass, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, did. he did. He lifted yeah. it. Yeah. it I and mean, it, it landed flat on Bartichko's blade and nothing.
1: Now the only the only thing about it, he didn't get it up, but still he
0: I mean, he put it right one okay. time. First off,
1: he, he put it back into Hobby Bullen. He did. Right. He had a lot to you shoot. You got to go short side is, there. Which is why yeah, he's you pissed.
0: To. He knows it. He knows he should have gone short side. But you still, know, great you positioning know what? by Hobby Bullen.
1: At least he got it on net because if he misses the net, it's even worse.
0: Yeah. <laughs> by the way, I want to point out the uh, the board advertisement behind Hobby Bullen. Surge. Surge Soda.
1: Oh. I miss Surge. Oh they came. It came back.
0: It came back, but it's for, gone again. For, for, yeah. Or was it? Yeah, Surge came back, right? Yeah, it was Surge. Yeah. I'm yeah, saying yeah. I, I I treated myself to one a week. I said every Friday I could have one. Oh. And then I I was so disappointed the day I went back and into Quick Trip and they were like, Oh no, we don't sell that anymore. And I'm like, No. <laughs> yeah. No. Th-
2: uh, that was this a during past. this era.
0: Beautiful.
1: Got it. Oh, that should have that, that, that that been, been, that, that been a goal. That should have been a goal.
2: But um, on the, the topic of surge soda during this era, I, I was Geronic, working just a, at a shit. coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, We used to sell surge soda. Friday afternoon, we'd have these gamers come in, and they'd order a 32-ounce surge soda and have us put two shots of espresso into it. Um oh, you like,
0: oh, you're, oh, you're oh, a
2: step away from meth at this point. Just just <laughs> go ahead and take the dive.
1: They just they just showed uh, Joel Quinville uh, with a non-gray mustache.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know what you know what my brother and I called him at this point? Uh Joel, even my wife can't make me smile Quinville. <laughs> he never fucking smiled. I swear the first time I ever saw him smile was uh was when they won this game. Uh, oops. Sorry, everybody. Oh. Fuck off. You should know what the score is at this point. <laughs> it's been a long time. We're not, and why, we're would, not gonna and do... why would we be watching this game? Right. Is it a win for the Blues? Yeah. yeah. No. Why,
3: why go through agony? Set
2: this up, right. Setting us up for disappointment. Yeah, we're, we're not going to
0: watch game seven from 96 in one of these. No way. You know
1: what? We could, we could watch like it happened early in the second overtime. We could we could watch. The, I wouldn't mind doing that. We you know because we won a cup. if We had not won a cup since then. I'd be yeah, like, nah, it's we'll Do that. We we've won a no, cup. I can we can relive it. <laughs> we can't wait. If,
2: if we did it, if we did it, we would have to at the very end tack on Petrangelo lifting the
0: cup. I would mean, just yes, yeah, right. It's the only it's way.
2: Okay.
3: I can look at
0: that. Oh. Blues have just dominated this overtime. They
1: have, they have, and it's been, it's been, it's, the ice has been tilted. They've had the best chances. And a lot, of, a lot of stuff like that, like loose pucks that just guys falling down and just can't get a stick on it. Tons of that stuff, all around the net. Uh, oh,
0: puck goes in the slot for the Blues. You got to worry there. But yeah, I, those are those always. moments McKenna's- I remember as a kid. Just being like, <gasps> and, like, not yeah, being able to breathe until the Blues cleared the puck out of the front of the slot. There's McInnes.
3: Oh Great
0: Conroy. Conroy in the corner. Big fan of his. Oh.
2: Another great great chance there.
1: Kachuk and Roenick out right now. Roenick.
0: I mean, see, That's he's still type. got the hands, but you can tell he's just a it, little, a little off.
1: A little bit. That's the yeah. most I've seen him do in this in these clips you've shown.
0: Guys, we've got a big moment coming here.
1: Here it comes. Hans is behind the net.
0: This is is a, Young behind the net. Let's let you all enjoy it. There man. it is. Shot, here we go. Let's see this.
1: Yeah. No, Gary Thorne got it right.
0: Nothing. Ken Wilson kind of did Ken it. Ken Wilson did not. No.
1: Yeah,
0: Gary Thorne was all over that. He knew yeah. right away. I think Wilson, you Wilson said figure, Pearson, and I think he probably
1: said someone in the zero probably said no. I think it was probably uh, t- deflected. That,
0: and you got to figure too that, I mean, the way Nikolai Nikolai Hobby Bullen's playing in this game, he's not giving up a crazy dumb little shot from from Pearson. He's right. He's oh. gonna. It's got to be deflected. They,
1: they're going back and forth of uh, showing the Blues and showing the Coyotes, and they just the the dejected look of the Coyotes. Uh, you got Drake with his nose packed from the shot he took earlier. He's just like a battle blooded warrior. That's got to be rough, man. Just and the Schoenfeld uh, gets fired like the Monday after this game <laughs> because his job was on the line. He guaranteed a win. They had to win, and it lost. You know, and again, so he's walking ice thinking, "I'm done. I, I've lost." At the I, time, I,
0: I laughed at him, but I look now and I just say, "God, I kind of I feel bad." He did. I feel right. like he did the right thing yeah. to motivate his team. Yeah, but I mean,
1: I don't feel bad that he got fired. I mean, he didn't really. I mean, he was. No, he
0: deserved it. <laughs> don't get yeah. me wrong.
1: I mean, his team didn't go anywhere.
2: But, but at the same time, Bobby Smith is the GM of the Coyotes at this point. You know, another one of those great, you know, Canadians legends from the, the late seventies, early eighties. He didn't get a job after this. I, I can't remember him being around a hockey team since then. No, so, me you know, and and it's a shame because I mean, this this was a damn good team. This was a very competitive era of the NHL, and it just yeah. it, you know, just didn't break for them.
1: You talk about the uh, the playoff futility of the Coyotes franchise. They haven't. I mean, what they've they've won a playoff uh, like in years years that they've won a playoff round what was like three, four. I, 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 let me see. Let me, let's go back and look at their stuff here. Uh, back it up because they haven't really done much. And you feel for their fans. They
0: went to the Western Final in uh, '09. Right. right.
1: Oops, that's Blues history, not that one.
3: What are the chances of doing that? Well, God damn it!
1: I hate it when you get right before you click on a link and the ad pops up at the top of the screen and pushes everything down, and you click on the wrong link. Like mother.
0: Again, man, Pierre Turgeon, just one of the most underrated Blues of all time. Always one of my favorite players, and just a beautiful tip. <laughs>
1: Oh God! Just the right beautiful. The, the the angle from behind the goal, which they're going to show right now. This is this is it. Yeah. Where the puck comes in front, he settles it. He corrals it. He whips it on net. Pearson does, and then Turgon just I
0: mean no sticks a stick out, it. Rolling. Yeah.
2: No.
1: Pushes it yeah. far post. And,
2: yeah. And just before shows- the shot, right? The way that Pearson corralled that. If he misses yeah. that, he's got Kachuk barreling down the other way.
0: Yeah. Great. yeah. Well, and it's, I
2: mean Kachuk barreling, somebody could probably catch him, but Schoenfeld. Yeah.
0: But the Schoenfeld. one that would have would have had the best chance was Pearson. I don't think Pearson catches him.
1: Yeah, Scho- Schoenfeld was uh, wanting the high stick there at the end.
0: Yeah, he kept calling for it, but yeah, it wasn't. Even,
1: it wasn't I even close. Closed. It was like no. it was like waist high. It wasn't even close. Maybe a little above waist. Uh, yeah. So they. Yeah, they lost. Let's see one, two, one. Let's see this. Okay. In in 2012, they lost in the conference finals. And man, that celebration um, so from
0: terjan that's three. something I will remember forever. 3 years. That's that's etched think, in my memory.
1: I know, the jumping.
0: Yep. I think I think
1: yep. <clears throat> am I am I right here in saying that there's only been 3 years where the Coyotes have won a playoff round? And since that they came, they came in the league me. in 7980. 7980 they came in the league and so that's it's been 40 years and they've only won a playoff round in three seasons. Uh I think.
0: So well that see. uh that, that is it folks for our uh game re- our game in-game commentary the uh the the mystery hockey theater. Uh again please let us know even if you're pod, actually especially if you're podcasting what you thought if this was something you enjoyed we will gladly do this again. Um but it was just it. a matter of this is was a test run we had fun right i know the three of us had oh, fun yeah. oh yeah but a- i want to make sure everybody else did so if you're listening and you enjoyed this please let us know and we will gladly do another one yeah. of these because these are a lot of fun right. to do for us
2: right cuz if you, if you decide that you don't like this on on the podcast front we're going to get together and drink beer and watch these old games together anyway <laughs> yeah so. right
0: and we'll go on discord or something right that's the way to right. do it Right. <laughs> uh, Ken Wilson so, said
2: uh,
1: at the end of this at the end of this game, Ken Wilson said uh, after they scored, he goes, "Bring on, Brett Hall and the Dallas Stars." So the Blues wanted to play Dallas after this series, and they lost in six games, which was a very competitive series. Holy cow! Two,
0: ga- two games went, or two or three games went to overtime. So I think
1: I think it was three or four games went overtime, and uh, a bunch of one goal games, and they just I mean, Brett Hall torched them.
0: Uh, that it, that was the series. I don't know if I I think I've told this on the show before. Where my sister was not a Jeff Courtinall fan. She did not like him. She she hated his game. She said he was cheap and just wasn't a fan. And she was. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, and uh, when I think it was Pavel Dimitra scored game four. That was the game we were at, and uh, she had been bitching about Courtinall the whole game. Courtinall got an assist and these two guys behind us older guys like in their 40s uh you know my sister is probably 16 at this point they dump both their beers on her they just dump oh, them man. and then they run away and like they ran away yeah and just ran away like the game was over so they just ran away and like my brother and i look at each other you know and i'm younger i'm you know 99 i would have been uh 14 and i look at my brother he's 24 and, and we both kind of like snicker at each other, you know, cause it's like, what the fuck just happened? And my sister's like, what the hell go kick their asses. And so we were like, yeah, okay. So we like both like turn to like find them and they're gone. They had already gone down the tunnel. They were gone. A bunch
1: of, a bunch of manly guys there. And I'm like, Arizona, Holy 16 year old shit. and then running away.
0: Yeah. Right. <sighs> Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my brother and I were like, Oh yeah, I guess she's right. We probably should go kick their asses, but they're already gone. There's nothing we can do. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, ending, ending stats of this game. Uh, 35 to 35 were the shots. Obviously Grant Fjord gets the shutout. Um, and uh, Nikolai Habibullin goes 34th for 35 power plays. Both teams 0 for four blues out, hit the coyotes 36 to 30. I hate giveaways and takeaways. I'm not even going to mention those. Uh, blocked shots. Uh, Blues blocked 13. Phoenix blocked 14. Both teams had 10 penalty minutes. Um, in this game, Al McInnes led the team with uh, five shots on goal. Grant Fior again, 35 for 35, his sixth playoff shutout. Mm-hmm. Rick Tockett led the uh, the Coyotes with six shots on goal. And Nik- Nikolai Hobbybulin or Quabulin or whatever Butcher Cross called him. Thirty-four for thirty-five
1: on the night. I I, yeah, I went, so. when when Turgeon scored the the goal, I was living in. Am I choppy right now because my video's is? No, you're fine. But, you're fine. But, uh,
2: your voice is fine. Tur- your video
1: choppy. Yeah, it's fine. I, I can see it's choppy. Uh, it'll. I'm sure it'll clear up. Uh, but when Turgeon scored, I was living in an apartment at the time, and mm. uh, I, it, was, it was a late game because it was a it was a Phoenix in Phoenix and uh, went to overtime. So it's late. It's after midnight probably. And uh, I, when they scored, I was just yelling and screaming and uh, Teresa was in the basement, uh, like a floor and a half down or two floors down doing laundry. And uh, she said, Kurt's she could hear wife me in the at the time <laughs> at the
0: yeah. time.
1: Yeah. So she could hear me uh, yelling and screaming. And you probably woke up half the apartment complex. <laughs> I said, mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and, I call my brother and right away probably... and he goes, he answered the phone. Let's go blues.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah, and and it probably, you know, thinking about the context of that too, right? You know, I I remember waking my parents up. So this this recording, I probably was the one that switched it from KPLR back to ESPN for the overtime because I was probably afraid that KPLR was going to go to the news or something. So.
0: Ah, oh, it's <laughs> a good but, call. But yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, I, uh, that, uh I was, uh, yeah, I, I remember, you know, waking, waking my parents, um, you know, f- at, you know, screaming when, when that puck went in the net and, uh, yeah, they were, they were pretty angry. Uh, but you know,
0: come on, of course I'm gonna <laughs> scream. get over it. Come on. Yeah. Get yeah. over it. Um, no, over. that, you know, uh, Kurt, your story <laughs> about the, uh, the apartment complex that reminds me when P- magnus Payarvi scored against the uh wild oh, in overtime god. uh that that was the same thing for me i was living uh, uh in manchester in an apartment complex and the blues won that game and i screamed and was like oh my god i just lost it for a good 15 seconds did you see that oh my god magnus pay rv and of all people and, yeah and my wife was like I think you just woke everyone up I'm like, I don't fucking care they should be up watching this game, you know what so the fuck yeah is just, wrong same with way, them yeah right it's their <laughs> problem now that was uh that was again that was fun for us guys I really enjoyed it and uh to, to kind of reminisce and have the nostalgia but yeah again yeah what know, a team that was they were so much fun to watch you know
1: uh maybe uh I, I think we'll do this again uh and uh, the roar bacon game will be a fun one to do. Oh yeah, I do not have oh, yeah.
0: that on my YouTube channel, but if we can find what, what, it, I am all for have to it. Find it, we'll find it. Yeah, that'd somewhere be fun. for sure.
2: That uh, that could be within the range of uh, just being available to us on NHL on NHL.tv.
0: possibly. Maybe. Yeah, I, I've got the off season package. I'll see if it is. Then, yeah, we should yeah, definitely do too. that. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh well, uh, boys, we ready for some rapid fire hockey tidbits or yes. All right, let's do it. So, a uh, lot of Central Division, real Central Division news here. And and before we get into that, I should mention I don't know if you guys saw that uh, the NHL did officially announce that um, we will be back to regular divisions this year, and Arizona, uh, which was previously announced, Arizona will be joining the Central Division, and
1: that's something that we expected and right right pretty much knew was going to happen right yeah except for some people some people were like oh no the north wants the you keep these divisions and they're talking about in the in the in the in uh nhl uh executives are talking about you know keeping the way things where they are you know what i'm talking about Kurt, people who claimed to up again kind of sources but do not stay
0: off stay off mm-hmm. the dark
1: web of
0: twitter
1: <laughs> you know, it's it's just people just like to say they have sources and they don't and they just make up stuff kurt,
2: right kurt has a hard time staying off the dark web when it gets dm'd him all the time
0: yeah that's true right. it is hard yes. when you are always involved because some guy cannot leave you alone <laughs> yeah i mean it happens I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm kind of a big deal
0: yeah well you know you're you know you're cute <laughs> It works. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, Blackhawks, uh, Chicago Blackhawks, back in the news. We mentioned a couple weeks ago uh, trying to move Duncan Keith. Well, guess what? It happened. Uh, the Blackhawks yeah. have traded Duncan Keith and minor league forward Tim Soderlund for defenseman Caleb Jones and a 2022 conditional third-round pick. Kurt, please hold your size until I'm done reading. Um <sighs> <laughs> Keith waived his no movement clause with the older work, says Edmonton was his first choice to go to. If Edmonton wins three rounds in the 2022 playoffs, that conditional third round pick becomes a second round pick. Three and uh, no salary was retained by Chicago. Keith has two years left on his 13-year contract, and his cap hit is at five point five three eight million. Uh Kurt, please, I am dying to know what do you think about this? <laughs> I don't
1: think Ken Holland can uh, can be uh, an executive in the cap era. He sucks. This is this is awful. This is terrible. It, you 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 give up uh, you give up assets for and and Chicago doesn't retain salary for a, for a guy who's you know declining. Uh, I don't know, I get That's it. Uh, the part it
0: that blew my mind. I don't it, get that at all. I was fine with the return. That that didn't bother me in terms of just, okay, let's uh, take on but, some salary, whatever. But you've got to say, hey, hold back 20% at least of a salary or something. And there was nothing. He, uh. he was,
1: uh, he made, the, the comments he made were, were like he's constantly trying to justify this trade and saying dumb stuff. He needs to stop talking. He sounds stupid with, yeah. with the reasons, the rationale he's giving, he even made a comment. I think he said, uh, uh, there's uh, almost his exact words. He says, uh, and I, I do believe he was their number one defenseman over there. And I'm like, you believe you acquired this guy and you, and you, the, the comment you make is I believe he was, a, You, I, I mean, you've done research. I know you have, and you, you're not, you act like you're not sure if at what minutes he played. I don't, that, that's weird. It's weird to me.
2: I don't know. Right. And, and their only playoff appearance in the last four years was because they, you know, got in by the grace of the bubble last year. I and mean, didn't
0: they beat Edmonton to get in?
2: Uh, I think they
0: did. In the playing around, did, didn't they? Yeah, they did. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm sure for three games, Duncan Keith was fantastic.
2: Right, to, to Kurt's point though, if you're Ken Helen, you just shut the fuck up and, and let yeah, the I mean. the human interest right let the human interest side of the story, you know, Duncan Keith being able to be guaranteed to be back in Canada so he doesn't have to be away from his you know, his young son for months at a time. Right, that's let that do the talking, not you know, oh, this guy's gonna put us over the top, and you know that that conditional pick you know we're 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 definitely gonna be giving away that third round pick or that that second round pick. no, no, Duncan Keith is not gonna make the Oilers that much of a better team that they're actually gonna win a playoff round,
1: yeah. I agree. Why couldn't Why couldn't Ken Holland doing this stuff when he was with the Wings? Yeah, because and in, I mean, and
0: in the Central Division,
1: it's, it's right. a cap era thing, I think. Because outside of the cap era, he could just you know just throw money wherever. Uh He just cover mistakes, right. you know. Just, but he just he can't do it now.
2: I mean, he was good until they cracked down on you know set caps circumvention. That right? was and, that and was
0: the big thing that I think switched the way he was as a GM. He, Right. And,
2: and that's that's kind of the you know the irony of this whole deal is you know Duncan Keith is a 13 year deal that he signed 11 years ago, and Ken Holland's willing to pick it up. I don't know. There there's there's some hidden irony in there to me. Uh, that, that...
0: As Bart Simpson would say, the ironing is delicious. Um, Stop helping out the Blackhawks.
1: Stop helping them.
0: Well, and and let me ask you guys this, and, and we don't have to get too much into this. I know there was some news that came out, if you haven't read, please do, about uh, Brent Sopel, uh member of the Blackhawks from 2010, a story we mentioned a couple weeks ago about the sex scandal. Um, he said that every player on the, on the team knew what was going on. Uh, so I just want to say, in terms of that, is this Stan Bowman's last move as a Chicago Blackhawks GM?
2: Mm, apparently, my question
0: yeah. is: My question is, it fucking better be. That's no, that's so. that's what I say. I I don't I don't
1: I don't. It, it's it's so who knows? that whole thing was a mess. You're you're protecting a video guy. Why? Why yeah. he's a video guy? So who who the fuck <laughs> right. cares about a video? Throw him under the bus. I mean, especially if he's if he you know is guilty of this stuff. Uh then literally uh, so, throw get, him on. Yes. <laughs> get him out. I mean he, he, say here he is. Take him. He did this, 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 did this. We we this is what we know. Here, take him. You're you're hiding, right. covering stuff up. Now i mean, whoa, he's a video coach. He's making your whole organization look bad. Why over a video coach? It's so stupid.
2: And then the you're idea. A dime a dozen. You know, a dime a dozen. It's... Somebody had the idea to say, uh, you know, the way that we get him out of the organization is by just, you know, giving him a letter of recommendation to his <laughs> next gig where he goes and, you know, that's that's even abuses a high schooler.
0: Yeah. That's and that's, and that's and the it, part that's, that makes me criminal, sick. Then. To me, makes, that's criminal. Yeah, then. Criminal. I agree. I agree with you. Yep. That is the criminal part of what the Blackhawks did. And, and I'm not just saying this because it's the Blackhawks. Any team, if the Blues did this, I would be all over, hey, Every yeah, single stupid. person who knew anything, get them out of here. I don't want them involved in this now, organization at all.
1: If it comes out that Bowman knew uh, and was actively, you know, not it, ignoring it, uh, then I can see heads rolling him not being there. But I, I guess, I guess, I mean, we, that hasn't been said. Uh, who who knows what? I mean, I'm sure no, he'll it's, deny it. It's
0: been said that apparently he was told and he swept it under the rug. Okay, well now then, whether then, that is true or not is what is still if, being yeah, figured out.
1: If that's true, then I think he's
0: he's gone before the season starts. He's got to be. Uh, again, they're I think they're doing a uh, investigation still. It's still ongoing. But yeah, if 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 he is found to be guilty of that, if he's not gone uh, I hope there's riots in Chicago to remove that motherfucker because that's, that's yeah. not cool. No,
1: no, fans will just, just – fan, uh, Chicago fans will just look the other way and stop paying attention to the Blackhawks like they do when they don't win right. but,
2: I don't know. They'll, they'll be Cubs fans for a, a year this, or two. Or maybe is, it'll be the Bulls or the White Sox.
0: Or, or this is Bulls a new or. era, a new era in the world. I, I really – I know we like to shit on Chicago sports fans, but – i feel like they won't let that fly there's no way
2: let's hope not but you know jason miller makes a pretty good point in the, the youtube chat you know i love hockey but it's an old boys club and they'll yep. protect each other to the death
0: exactly. and, and that's the thing
2: it's a private it's a private organization they're not you know they're they are not beholden to shareholders right the right the, and they they have enough of a spin machine. At least Gary Bettman uh, will will spin it to the point that he's he's not going to give up one of his favorite guys. I mean, how many how many Winter Classics and outdoor games have the Hawks been given? Because yeah, why the why the fuck wasn't.
0: is the NHL not launching their own investigation? That is still baffling to me. What well, the hell it, are you doing?
1: If this becomes a if this becomes a criminal thing, then. I, I don't think it matters, but if it's not a criminal investigation, then I can totally see the whole, uh, the boys club thing coming into play. Criminal wise, it doesn't matter. You know, if it's a criminal investigation, it shouldn't matter. Uh, but you know, if it's more internal or if it's more, whatever external where there's no criminal stuff involved, I can see, totally see people just like hush, hush, cover it up, whatever, uh, protect each other. It, uh, it should wagon. be interesting to
0: see when when uh, September rolls around and we start seeing the GMs kind of have to come out of the woodwork and and have to start taking questions. It should be interesting to see because you know somebody is eventually going to bring this up, whether it's a reporter or a fan when they do the season ticket uh the season ticket questionnaire thing. It's gonna come up eventually. Uh, Stan Bowman, did you know about this? You know, why did you cover it up? If you did, it, it'll be interesting to what he says. If it's a no comment, I think that's kind of damning. But I feel like that's the only way he can really go at this point. If if he is truly guilty of knowing about this and not doing anything about it,
1: well, I mean, how, what's happened with all the other allegations? I mean, it's been a bad. Uh... PR circle for the for the NHL the past couple of years with uh, with abuse allegations and all this crap, um, you know nothing. Nothing serious has ever happened. I mean, the, the, I mean, as far as like fallout goes, right? I mean, has there? I, I don't, I'm not. I'm trying to remember if anything happened with the people accused of doing this, doing that. It's all accusations. People may step down or whatever, but it's like I don't know.
0: David Frost.
1: Yeah, that's, 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 that's different.
0: That's way different. That's, that's
1: a player and someone who is not involved. It's not an NHL guy. He was a, right. He's a uh, minor league coach for a while and a trainer or whatever he was uh, agent. That's a little different.
0: Uh, So moving on, talking about the Minnesota Wild. In somewhat of a surprising move, the team that uh, signed Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter to matching deals on the same day just a couple years ago, uh, they have bought out Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter. Four years remaining on each of their, their contracts. The Wild will pay $6.7 million over the next eight years and be charged with $2.371 million. million and then 7.31 I'm sorry 7.371 million and again the same price uh, in the next four years respectively for each then 833,000 a cap hits uh, the four years after that for each so basically what that amounts to is the wild will be paying a lot of money and we'll see a minimal cap space over the next eight years uh, for buying both these players out. Were you, I was not surprised by the Zach Parisi um, buyout. I thought Ryan Suter still had plenty of good, uh, maybe two good years left. And I know we've seen some analytics come out over the last couple of days that Ryan Suter has one good year left, according to the, the charts. But, I thought Ryan Souter still has plenty to contribute to your team when you're on an, on, on an uprise and you're trying to win a cup. That was one that shocked me. I did not expect to see both of them bought out.
2: And yeah, no, to me, to me, it was more, um, you know, a GM trying to signal end of an era, you know, we're, we're, we're moving on, you know, we tried that big free agent splash, um, you know i mean think back to that right you know that that free agent period where where are those two guys like those were those were the two big guys and when minnesota came out you're like oh wow minnesota just made the move and You know, you you thought for sure that they were going to be, you know, perennial, you know, if not, you know, in the cup final, you know, perennial conference champions, uh, you know, because they had seemingly won that free agency period. And and now it just seems like, you know, well, if we're going to buy one out, we're going to buy both out and just say, you know, that that error is behind us. And, you know, I think you made this point the other day the, you know, this is this is, you know, Bill Guerin's team now. Right. You know, this we're we're beyond, you know, the 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 Fletcher and I, I forget who it was um, that actually signed them. But, you know, we're moving on from that. And, and that it's a bold move, uh, expensive move. Um, you know, I, I, I agree with you, you know, that I, I, I think, uh, Parise makes a lot of sense. You know, he seemed to be the one that dropped off the most and you get more out of Suter, you know, the, the other side of that coin is Suter's gonna, you know, gonna be able to contribute to, a, uh, a, another team on the Jeep this year, uh, because he's still going to get paid. So interesting.
0: It's a bold yeah. move cotton let's see how it pays off yeah. for him
1: yeah um i i'm 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 always um impressed or uh when other teams buy out contracts <laughs> uh which is something the blues don't do um so it's 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 interesting uh to uh to see that to see that happen and, oh oh teams do that um but yeah i think you know Suter... You know, I, a lot of people are saying, like you said, that the analytics uh, show him falling off soon. Uh, but uh, there's some there's some people that want to give uh, you know Suter bring him in here uh, because he'd be a guy that would help us out next year, and I think he would help us out next year. Um, but yeah, but beyond that, I mean, how old? How old is he? Thirty six. He's thirty six. He uh, thirty six. Yeah, yeah. yeah but beyond that, I mean, you, you're, you're a 38 year old guy. It's like, Oh my gosh. You know, you, you're, that's ah, how long, I mean, there's, it's a, there's a track record for players that don't, you know, the, the, their performance falls off and 36, 37, 38, that's it. I mean, the, the production drops off dramatically.
0: Well, and let's not forget about the abundance of left-handed defense this team has. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted Vince Dunn, I think, Pretty much every Blues fan has accepted at this point that he's probably going to get moved this year, whether in the expansion draft or on a trade. Um, and then you've got guys like Marco Scandella, Tori Krug, um, yeah. Jake Walman. Right, he's left-handed, correct? Uh, and then uh, I know Perunovic is left-handed, and he's coming up this year, probably going to make the team. So signing yeah. another left-handed defenseman. A guy that, you know, yes, can play top four minutes for sure. Uh, But I think if you're going to do that, you've got three or four other moves you've got to make. Um, Because we know that Armstrong likes to have his balance of left-handed and right-handed defensemen. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't see it happening. But if it does, I'd be okay with it. But you got to make a couple other moves. There's way too many lefties on this team.
1: Speaking of Vince Dunn, are we going to talk about the, the hot topic today? about?
0: Sure. Go the, ahead.
1: About Calgary? Calgary? Go ahead. About uh, how the, the the rumor is that uh, uh, Calgary is not interested in moving Matthew Kachuk this offseason. However, uh, if the Blues were to offer Tarasenko – uh done and a prospect that might be enough to make that deal happen uh this offseason and that was coming from rutherford um and uh according to the sources he has so, so that, that came from that information came from somewhere a trust the source that he has so uh so that's re- that was very interesting to me
0: the question that comes from that is do you make that move now give up a prospect, give up a Tarasenko, who you could potentially uh, get something decent in another trade. Uh, Give up a Vince Dunn, who, again, you could dangle in front of almost any team, and they'd be at least interested. Do you do that now, or do you wait a year, and all of a sudden, Matthew Kachuk's price tag to acquire him is much cheaper, because he's an RFA at that point, and he's said, apparently... He's not interested in staying in Calgary, so all of a sudden that price check t- price tag becomes cheaper in about a year's time.
1: Well, I think I think I think Tarasenko and Dunn and a prospect is not much for Kachuk. I considering that you know Tarasenko, there's rumors about the oh, the Blues could expose him to Seattle, lose him for nothing, and essentially you're and you know people are trying to run Dunn out of town. Uh, even though he's got some value, I mean, trading Dunn on a prospect essentially for—I mean, you might lose Tarasenko for nothing. So, is—I mean, I, I think, I think, I think this could be a deal that uh, even if they do decide to wait and get, get Kachuk a year down the road, that would obviously, as far as uh, resources, go, be better. But uh, moving Tarasenko and Dunn and a prospect for Kachuk. I can easily see that going down based on how Tarasenko plays from here on out and how Dunn plays from here on out and the, how the prospect develops. That could be a trade you look back on like three, or four, or five years, and you're like, wow, that was a fantastic move by Armstrong. Because what if, what if Tarasenko is on his way out, you know, or does hurt his shoulder again? Um, and what if Dunn never really uh, fixes his, issue, his his issues in the defensive zone? And becomes a guy who's a liability, but has some upside, but is never really, you know, consistent enough to be in the lineup all the time. I, I mean, I'm just I'm being optimistic about it, you know, as far as uh, uh, the Blues go, and then pessimistic about the the guys mm-hmm. we're leaving. But I think, you know, that I, I th- that's, a, that's a deal I'd do, because as an RFA, I mean, you're gonna, you're, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I if you feel like you might not get him next year based on other things, I I say if you can get him now, you don't wait. I don't think you take points off the board yeah.
2: I guess. Yeah, if I I think if if you're losing uh you know you're pretty much set on losing Tarasenko, um you need you need somebody to get the the fan base you know excited about coming in here. Um and if you go to Rutherford's article from the other day about you know who the blues could potentially get uh, Rutherford and Dom LeCision, um, looking at potential trade uh, partners for Tarasenko right now, nothing was close to Kachuk, right? Like the, right. the one that got my, got my attention was um, Noah Dobson. Uh, you know, it, yeah, and, but... you, you know, you're putting your, you're putting all your, your hope in a prospect, right? How many prospects just don't make it, um, you know, it, if you can bring a bona fide guy in, give up Tarasenko, give up uh, Dunn um, and, you know, a, a pick to, to bring in, in this year, maybe, I think maybe you, a cost have, you cost. have to do it.
1: Yeah, I, I think that I think the prospect might be like a cost or something.
2: Yeah, right. But, I, I think you, you have to do it based on, you know, just that analysis of, you know, what what Rutherford and LeCision were were projecting the Blues could potentially bring in um, as a return yeah you know, it's it, i think it's a no brainer
1: yeah i i i would i'd do it I, and uh uh I, I wouldn't i wouldn't wait i just i just because i think that the uh a lot the a lot could happen between now and then and i would just i would just take my chances now yeah i mean of course uh, these are just rumors you know i mean who knows who the source is and how close they are to the situation uh, but, uh, like we said before, you know, it's, it's a Rutherford source and they wouldn't, he wouldn't write something like that about a trust about a source. He's not, you know, at least, you know, mo- you know mostly confident. In. So, uh, you know, you have to assume the accurate, the information is fairly accurate. So, um, unlike a lot of people out there who claim to have sources that don't, uh, and, uh, say there's a handshake deal in place with saying, oh he's gone he's gone already the deal is already in place so all this talk about tarasenko now maybe to calgary or tarasenko uh uh, just, uh give it coming back to armstrong with more teams that he would go he would be allowed to be traded to uh but why is all this happening when a handshake deal is already in place and uh just waiting on the physical i mean why why all this talk i don't get it <laughs> i'm sorry it's just ridiculous
0: some people are people uh, just
1: pulling, sh- pulling shit out of their ass and making shit up. It's
0: ridiculous. That's social media, man. That's just how oh, things go awful. nowadays. People can get there and yeah. say
1: anything, and then, uh, you know, oh, just, I don't have to reveal sources. I don't, nobody else does. I can say whatever I want. Yep. Okay. It pisses me off. I'm sorry.
0: I'm with you. Uh, so, uh, moving into another uh, uh, Central Division team, Pecorine, Blues killer for a long time. He has announced his retirement. Uh, For those of you who have not seen it, he did post something really awesome on uh, the Players' Tribune uh, about, I think it was called Thank You Nashville. Uh, Just a really nice post about a a player who spent his entire career in one city. Uh, He retires as the Nashville goaltending leader in games played, 683, as well as uh, 369 wins, a 2.43 GAA, 60 shutouts. And uh, 17,627 saves, all leading goaltending statistics for the Predators, which if you follow the NHL as long as we have, they've had a great goaltending history already in Nashville in the short time they've been in the league. So that's all impressive numbers for him. Uh, Again, 683 games in the NHL, all with Nashville record 369 213 and 75. He was the 2018 Vezina Trophy winner, a full time all-star. And he was also um, many times he was uh, uh, nominated for the Vezina Trophy as the goaltender of the year. I know there's a lot of jokes that go around about Nashville and their banners, but I will say retire this guy's number as soon as you Mm -hmm. can. That is the first deserving member of Nashville that deserves a Jersey retirement. I will say now that he's retired, one of my favorite players to ever play the game. I could never say that as a blues fan because he was such a blues killer, but I loved his style. And I thought he was such a fun goalie to watch in goal and always, always seemed to have fun on the ice. So uh, your guys' thoughts on Pecorine. Uh
1: I'll say that. Uh, the moment that I mean, okay, first off, great goaltender—that was what I was saying. Uh, but I think the moment for me that uh, I, I I saw the uh, the Blues turn the corner against him because he did own us, like he owned most teams. But uh, it was twenty nineteen that uh, the back to back games we were at Center Ice, we we're out watching that game, and where we beat them both in back to both those games, uh, it was it was a home and a home, I believe. And we, and we won them both. I think we won them both. And that that to me is like, wow, we just beat Rene. And uh, and I think it was Saros and Rene, right? And and they they played them both. Yeah. And we beat yeah. we, we beat yeah. Rene. And I'm like, wow, that was fantastic. in a game that we at the time we thought we had to win. And uh, but we
2: right. did It at the was time, it was it was that part early, of that, that stretch early on the turnaround, right? Yeah, early right. on the turnaround, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. And it was just, uh, fantastic. Uh, and I think that to me was the moment I'm like, okay, well, the Blues have turned the corner on him. And that was kind of, and that was almost like where he actually, I mean, his, his, he, he started to decline, uh, around that time too. So, uh, cause I know the last couple of years, the stats weren't what they were before. So, you know, that's, that, that's what I think of when I think of Renee and, and, uh, and his, his, you know, return to mediocrity almost, you know, to end his career.
2: Yeah, I I mean it I wouldn't call it a return to mediocrity cuz not a return to mediocrity. Right? Sorry. It, it, right. right. I mean uh, coming down to right. coming come, down to earth. Right. Yeah. Much better way to to phrase yeah, it I, because yeah. I remember yeah. I remember going to in, in his rookie year um early on uh Blues Home opener was against Nashville and he shut us out in a home opener and it was like who is this guy? Pekka who? And, you know, cause I, I think that was right. You know, that was when uh, Thomasville Coon was supposed to be their number one guy. And so like, Oh, our home opener, we're getting their backup. This is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And he, he shut us out and, you know, he, he had our number from there on out. And, and so, um, yeah, I mean, I, absolutely, you know, you know, as, as uh, you know, the, the goalie of the bunch here. Um, Yeah. It, always, always jealous of Nashville to, to have that kind of, you know, the, the goalie machine that they had under Mitch Korn, Um, you know, and and so, you know, congrats to Peck on a great, great career. I agree that, you know, he is, he's the first guy whose uh, numbers should hang in those rafters. Um, A proper banner raising uh, is doing Nashville um, but man, uh, I'm not so worried about them coming back to the Central next year. Um, no Peccarini, uh no Victor Arvidson, another blues killer. Um and Fleet Forsberg is uh pretty much not happy there. So wouldn't be surprised if there's some additional moves coming on in Asheville this off season. Um but um yeah, I I definitely uh am am not as uh, as worried about them being in our division now uh with this announcement.
0: Yeah, I uh UC Saros I said this I think 2 years ago that I'm just not that I, I get maybe there's just something I'm not seeing. I'm not a a a, a goalie uh scout but I'm not that scared of UC Saros. I think he's No, he uh, slightly above average, but a good team can beat yeah. him on most nights.
2: Yeah, he's he's Yaro Halak. Great, right? that is that is the best comparable uh, that I've you know just the, from the eyeball test. He you know Halak smaller guy. Rene was huge, took up all the net. You know six five whatever. Uh, Soros is you know five ten five eleven, much smaller stature. Um, you know doesn't doesn't make all the key saves. So. Yeah. Uh,
0: one, one more thing I wanted to add. That's uh gentlemen not in our notes, but uh, we mentioned earlier, Shea Weber uh, pretty much announcing mm. he, well, I don't know if he was the one that announced it, but uh, probably will not play next year because of foot issues. Um, does this uh, obviously Stanley cup final this year from Montreal, three wins away from the Stanley cup. Um, but does this change your opinion, Bill, at all about the trade to bring him in?
2: Um, no. Um, I mean, they obviously Montreal punched way above its weight class uh, during the playoffs this year. Uh 18th seed overall, uh, making the playoffs and getting to, you know, uh, the the final. Um totally unexpected, um, you know, and and I think it's a testament that that Weber played through you know, the, the injury um, that, you know, now it's going to take him a year, right. At at least a year to recover. This this could be it for him. You know, this could be the the career. Um, You know, I, I, I think that Montreal has, you know, with, with the youth that they've got coming up, they've got a couple of years, um, you know, with, with this group before they have to say, you know, it's, it's time to move you know major pieces of the team so i i think weber's got the time um you know to to try to come back from the injury but i don't know it, it's it's definitely uh definitely disheartening um you know as as a Habs fan to to know that he's just you know that he he won't be there for for next year's run but man what uh, what a heartbreaking thing you know that, that was the the hardest thing for me uh, was seeing uh, he and and Price you know that their their first time getting to the final and and uh, just getting steamrolled by a team eighteen million over the cap you know just hard to take
0: so a couple comments I want to get to here uh, Jason actually first let's go with Puck Guy fourteen he says Wow is my screen reversed. Uh, because Kurt and I did switch places. Uh, I'm more on the left <laughs> and Kurt is on the right because we figured I'm the host. I should probably be on the left during the summer instead of the, the guy on the right. Cause that's how we read, right? Left to right. Makes sense. Uh, Jason yeah. Miller says, "Puck guy 14, maybe Jeff and Kurt switched houses. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I'm actually at Kurt's house. He's at mine. That's how it works. <laughs> Yeah.
1: During, during the summer, Jeff usually runs point on the shows. So uh, it's his, his baby is during the summer. So we figured uh, we'll switch over and then uh during the season we'll, we'll probably switch back. So
2: that's I'm the sure way we, we
0: take, we take turns with it. So there you go. One day we'll have Bill. We'll make Bill host the show.
2: Yes. <laughs> that is going to be the worst show ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh Let's see. Uh, uh, Puck Guy fourteen asked if Weber if Weber retires, doesn't Nashville have a bad cap recapture? Do they? That's a great question. Because um, I know they they took some of his salary on when they moved him, right? Hmm. I don't know. That's a great question. Uh, Puck Guy fourteen, hmm. you have a podcast. Why don't you figure it out? Don't ask <laughs> is us. That, is that what he
1: asked? Is that what he asked? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh File editor, way, not our problem. By the way, our <laughs> friend uh Puck Guy 14 with uh the uh the Teal Town USA podcast if you haven't listened to them. Another great uh, uh just like Let's Go Blues Radio, a great podcast to listen to for hockey news. I know you guys still every now and then do your summer stuff too, but um if you're interested in hearing any sharks takes, things going on in the Pacific Division, which we are not division rivals again this year. Uh, check out Teal Town, USA. Uh, anything, anything else we want to mention boys?
2: Um, uh, the only other thing, um, that I would mention is, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the news or not, but, uh, Mike McKenna, not going to be back with Vegas, uh, on the broadcast yes. next year. And, uh, yeah. Disappointed, but, uh, Hey, um, you know maybe maybe the blues can look at bringing in some uh some new talent uh in in the near future bring in the local goalie do it st louis blues friend
0: do of it leary Mike
1: McKenna friend of the, friend show, of Mike the show
0: Mike McKenna yeah uh no I actually uh it's funny you say that I actually <laughs> mentioned or I, I actually messaged uh Mike uh earlier today and um Just gave him some words of encouragement. You know, we've all been there. We've we've had our moments where we're laid off or let go, and it's disheartening. But, you know, I mean, we're all, you know, if you're good at your craft, you'll land on your feet. And I feel like he will, too. And like you said, Bill, I even said that in my message to him. I said, hopefully there's an opening in St. Louis, and we'll be getting your insight here because – I flat out will admit I watched Vegas Golden Knights broadcast last year just to hear his insight. And uh, I would love to hear it in, here in St. Louis. Do we have an opening on this show for him? <laughs> um, uh, we well, fun. Kurt, Kurt, we didn't want to tell you, but there's yeah. been some talk no. and um, maybe we should have done this off air, but Mike's coming on to replace you next week. So oh, sorry, buddy. It? Yeah.
1: I i now I know how Steve Job feels.
0: <laughs> or felt. Yeah, felt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, we uh no. Mike K, hey, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show. Come join us next week. Why not? Um, so I want to mention before we close up the show here, folks, that uh the next two weeks are some pretty big moments actually here in the NHL. Uh, we've got the expansion draft. We've also got uh, the NHL entry draft as well as free agency. So we will be having live shows the next two weeks, probably on Wednesdays, but that might change depending on the news. Um, so, uh, yeah, we will be back the next two weeks with live shows to talk about all that's going to happen in the NHL because obviously protected. some big news coming.
1: Protected lists are due for the expansion draft on Saturday, and they'll be revealed on Sunday.
0: Yep, and we've so, already given ours. So if you want to hear it, listen to the last four episodes. They're somewhere Bill, there.
1: Bill wasn't on the show when we did that.
0: No, he, no, he I missed wasn't. that
1: week. I did.
2: Bill,
0: quick, what's then, your protected list?
2: Yeah. Um, Seven forwards, we defense on the goalie, right? <laughs> um, and Blair Atchum, protection. Protection, Blair Atchum, Rich Pilon. Rich Pilon, Vladimir Chevaturkin, yeah. um, uh Michelle Picard. <laughs>
4: um,
2: might protect Gretzky. I don't okay. know. He's
0: okay. It's pretty
2: old at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, um, and uh Rico Pearson. Rico,
0: Rico Pearson. Pearson.
2: Yeah. Uncle Rico. He could play forward or defense. Oh, I was gonna say was we'll curious. we'll
0: put we'll put Atch and him on D just for the hell of it. Who's your goalie?
2: um Jablonski? fred brathwaite
0: fred brathwaite there's there's your protect list that's that's what we all needed to hear right there
1: See so you should you should have uh protected uh golden gloves champion uh Jablonski, and you could also protect the goalie jablonsky you
2: could get the Could've. you could get the Oblon- yeah.
1: you, could, re- you could protect both oblonskis that the uh team has had there right. you go and, and it would like have that. been a
2: shout out to my doctor Her- who's who happens to be named jablonsky there you go who who are
1: who are who's your defense because i know jeff's jeff's defense is uh is uh goofy Uh, (laughs) what's (laughs) yours protect the defense um do you do you protect uh, the big three the big three or do you go off the board my
2: my protection list um i'm i'm gonna protect uh pareko falcon Kurt. yeah
0: that's the big three yep that's what i and so i did and jeff Jeff, uh,
1: more rogue different rogue
0: I went uh, pareco, Scandella, and Mikola. I'm yeah. enticing. <laughs> I want to entice Scandella. Seattle to take one of the big contracts. Take Scandella. it off our books. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, so I, I, I don't I, want the big contracts. to leave. I don't want them to leave. I, they're not, especially Falk. What you, who you said you protected? Who? Pareko. So I, great, I, Falk, I want to see Falk, Fureko and I want to see, crew. Crew. yeah, yeah. I want yeah. to see. I, I will
0: say I, uh, I, I might walk back the the Falk. Because I thought he had a really good year, so yeah,
2: he, he you know for for all of the consternation that we had, um, you know when when he signed while Petro was still here, that you know it was the you know the um, the omen that Petro was going to be leaving. Uh, he had a hell of a year this year. Um, yeah, he did. And and and, uh, and if he can repeat that um, and play at that level throughout the season, you know I think like I, I made this point a couple of times. Uh, you know, at the end of the season, I thought Krug finally started looking comfortable in a Blues jersey, started being the Tory Krug of old. And um, that's what if, Falk if he,
1: did his first year here. He looked better late. So, right. Yeah.
2: So let those two guys come on and you know that the Ghost of petro is gone. Um let's let's see what they can do. Um you know Pareco um I I still think there's so much upside with the guy. Um but he may only have uh, a year or two to prove it at this point. Um we'll have a Craig I, button I, on the show? I, I still protect him. Um Pick hey.
1: Yeah, Craig Button on yeah. the show, and we could talk about Pareko for a while.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah. I've never wow. asked him to come on. Maybe I will. Oh, that'd be so yeah. cool.
1: That'd be great. We could bring that tweet when you laughed
2: at me. That was funny because, <laughs> because then you
0: got something because, about
1: against Pareko. No, right,
0: this this because, is exactly how I was his perspective
2: list was. Like, I think my 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 uh, criticism of him was how how overrated I thought he had Kale McCarr and Jesus oh i was wrong
1: i thought it was dougie uh, hamilton i think he had dougie hamilton uh as uh, uh he
2: he did and uh you know dougie uh, dougie's gonna get paid this off season but he's he's still you know i mean what fifth fourth or fifth team in a young career um that says something about your personality
1: do you protect tarasenko bill
2: if he's not moved before
1: um
0: if, if he's, he, not he's not moved list him earlier so why would he yeah, mean, it's He also listed
2: uh, Yablonsky, <laughs> Blair and <laughs> right. Yeah, no,
1: because I, that's I, that's I, the big uh, question right now in St. Louis. Does Tarasenko get protected or move? Yeah,
2: example? I mean, if, if the market's not there, um, you know, if if the best that you can do is is bringing in not the other, you know, not your trading partner's best prospect, then I'd I'd expose him and uh, just get the cap, get the cap relief and, uh, you know, do like everybody else is talking about and make the hard pitch for landis scog.
0: So That's if, if we had, if we had Craig button on, I'm not kidding. This is how I'd introduce him. I'd go. And, uh, now we've got TSN analyst, Craig button on, uh, Craig, first of all, I need to ask you, why did you laugh at bill on Twitter? who's bill what i laugh at at everyone i laugh at
1: everyone no offense but the atlanta scog talk that's interesting too because their talks have kind of i don't know if they broke down but he's disappointed in where they're at and they're way apart apparently and uh speculation is that he'll get uh like eight and a half million uh somewhere so Right, and, it's
2: and usually when you hear that kind of talk, it, it, that person's not coming back. That, that was that was the talk about Petro before he left here. Yep. And, yeah,
1: it's interesting because, so, like, was it a week or two ago? It was like uh, people close to the organization were are, uh, were saying, "Oh no, he's they they both want to get a deal done, and they 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 totally see cog resigning there." And all of a sudden, that's done about face. So, and the blue with with Armstrong and the Blues saying that they're going to go. Hard for Landeskog if he hits free agency. That's going to be interesting. Yeah.
2: Well, I I will say somebody somebody did a, a mock up of Landeskog in a Blues jersey and it didn't look natural to me. Um, <laughs> but but it, it that that's I would love that that you know o, O'Reilly Landeskog Perron as as your top line. Ugh. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it, it, it's not, you know, it, it, it's not McKinnon, Landis, Cog, and Rand, but, uh, Randman, you've, but
1: you've got, you're going to have to give him eight and a half. You're going to have to give him, uh, you know, uh, no movement clause,
2: mm.
1: probably, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I mean he's going to want somebody it. Somebody will give it to it, him.
2: It, right. Somebody will leave it to yeah. him. And, you know, uh, we know that Doug's not going to give him the no movement.
1: He might give him what he offered Petro, like a, a modified no movement. Right, but at, at, at that's, yeah, it's gonna. It's can not gonna. Can be you bio imagine
2: though? Right. Can you imagine if he actually gave gave him a full no movement clause? Oh, like how apoplectic this fan base would be!
1: Oh, they would go. They would. They would lose their shit. That'd be oh my god, and I'd love it. I'd bring it. That'd be. It's just to watch the city burn. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be awesome.
2: Some Uh, men just like to watch the world burn.
1: You know, I I like drama. I like chaos. So why not? It's fun.
0: Did you ever catch the guy that, uh, stole your diamonds? No, we burned down the forest. Right. That's, That's uh, uh, dark Knight, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Wow. Yeah. Whoosh. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. Uh, that was kind of a deep, uh, a deep reference. Um. Well, guys, uh, we got a couple uh, more comments here. We'll get to, and then we're gonna close up shop here. Derek in the uh, YouTube chat, Perunovic said he modeled his game after Krug, and I think that was before Krug joined our team, which you are correct. Uh, so I'd like to see Krug mentor Perunovic. Uh he also says tinfoil uh, tin foil hat theory what if the blues are just saying we will go hard for Landis Cog so that the avs make an overpayment leading to cap hell hey that i'm i'm all for those kind of mind games if that's the case yeah. go for it
1: yeah i mean it's it, that's an that's a that's an interesting game of chicken that uh either the blues would be doing or his agent would be saying you know cuz I know agents like to to fabricate offers from other teams to try and drive up the price uh, from the team that the player wants to play for. So, I mean, obviously but, that could be a, that could be part of it too. But but they I mean, have they gotta I mean, pay McCarr. If they want if they want to drive up the right. price on players, throw an offer sheet at McCarr for ten million right.
0: per. Hell right. yes, yeah.
1: Because they'd yeah. have to sign I mean, it. You know they they yeah. wouldn't let him go. Whew, yeah, and that'd be
2: ru- and that'd that, be awesome. That was- that was an article that I th- I think flew under the radar. Um, I I think it was uh, I want to say it was, uh, um, uh, God, and it's my mind's blanking. But somebody threw out an article uh, on the athletic um, Lebron, I think it was um, about uh, somebody's going to offer sheet Makar this year. Um, you know they he's should. he's the most attractive offer, offer sheet target in years.
1: Two, year, um, two so, years, ten million per years 10 million per offer sheet damn he, he, that'd be awesome nah. and, and they would sign it paid. they, they would, would
0: have to sign it
1: they'd have to sign it and then they'd be screwed they'd have to they'd have to, they couldn't they wouldn't they'd lose land they'd have to make some they'd have to do something that'd be that'd be awesome
0: uh yeah. jason miller says in the chat the Evs are real close to having to pay lots of guys the cap has become their enemy and yes you're 100 jason that's yep yeah. should be interesting to watch the, yep. Yep.
2: them losing to Vegas this year was a nail in a lot of coffins
0: and we, we, let's uh, face it Colorado and Vegas both losing this year was nail yep. in a lot of coffins yep. you know, both those fun. teams expected to win this season
1: it, it's, it's, it's one of the more interesting off seasons in a while and I do want to say that uh, in our season recap show uh, we called this right away uh, not that it was anything uh, groundbreaking uh, epiphany, but it was just like we kind of just kind of talked about it now it hit us. We're talking about all the things that need to be addressed or could be addressed. We're like, wow, this is gonna be quite the off season. a lot of stuff. and this team could look a lot different going to next season. and that's not to just be the, the case.
0: blues, the, the entire yeah.
1: central division, right yeah right and, 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 the, and the blues too. it's just like it's, the entire league there's so much. Yeah, so much. It's yeah. gonna be uh we're on the, Yeah, I'm kidding. 18 million over the cap. They're they and we're on the cusp of it. It starts starts that it starts Sunday, I guess, when the protected list are revealed. And then Wednesday is the expansion draft, right? So er the entry draft. Which is first, entry or expansion? It's the expansion first. Expansion so yep. expansion is next Wednesday, and then the following Wednesday, right, is uh yeah. the entry draft. So,
2: yeah. all of this. And then that Sunday is free agency. Yeah,
1: yeah it's gonna be, it's a cl- uh, gonna be a crazy next two weeks. Two plus yep. weeks.
0: Awesome. Uh, it. yep, it's gonna be a lot of fun. That's why I said, tune into this show for the next two weeks, folks, cause, uh, well, tune in all summer, cause we're gonna be here all summer, but, uh, the next couple weeks are gonna be very interesting in the NHL landscape. So make sure you tune in here. We will break it all down for you and we'll have plenty to say. Uh and again, if you enjoyed this game recap, uh game and in, in-game commentary we had tonight, uh again, I I I mean this more than any other show we've ever had. If you enjoyed this, if you hated this, Please tell us, and that way we know if it's something we should do again. Uh, but, but for us, I know the three of us had a lot of fun doing what we did tonight. So Who would fun. hate this? This was fun. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. So, uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Dot com, And get 10% off by testing texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him let's go Blues Radio sent you. By the way, every week when I read that, I don't know, Kurt, if you feel the same, I always have to like really try and make sure I enunciate, because I'm always afraid I'm gonna say sex Dustin make sure you sex Dustin at six three six three nine three eight seven four five and get 10 percent off I'm like I really hope I say tax hat <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've, I've never thought of that but now I will thank you now you will every time every time. Uh, also brought to you by Centerized Brewery, St. Louis's hockey-themed brewery. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or to make a reservation in their awesome tap room. While you're there and enjoying a number of their fantastic beers, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game. That's centericebrewery.com please drink responsibly that will do it for episode 44 of season nine of the original st louis blues hockey podcast let's go blues radio thanks for listening and thanks to those who participated in the youtube and facebook live chats during the show we had a blast doing the show as always so thank you for tuning in for kurt price and bill day i'm jeff ponder and this was let's go blues radio until next time everyone let's Go Blues and sign Landis Cog. You're up, Bill. Let's go Recar Pearson.
1: Let's go sign Kachuk and Landis Cog. Let's do both.
3: Dude, it yeah. may have been tipped. <laughs> it may have been deflected. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Sport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well.
0: Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers.
2: I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well,
1: there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs>
3: Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about us? St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now oh, there's no more blues, so I'll say Louie Blue. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.